Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. I just think we were prepared. You know, one thing my uh, my trainer, he told me, he said, what did he say? He just told us to be prepared. All right. It was in the men's section. Girl shirt button on the other side. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Figured it out. Wes is wearing a girl shirt. Wes. It's a me, a man, a Garcia. (laughs) Tocajones. How about those friggin' pirates? There's local politics, bud. Boom, boom, boom. Let me say, well. You are terrible. And stop playing that song. Clip. Hey, man. Good to see you, brother. Did not flub at all. Send it in. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a beautiful Wednesday. It's a beautiful day for some Pirate Hoops tonight in Minji's Coliseum, East Carolina, hosting Cincinnati. We'll talk a lot about that one on today's show and a whole lot more on pirate radio 92.7 fm in greenville 104.1 in washington you can always find us on 1250 9 30 also online pr927fm.com and we hope you are taking advantage of what we offer on youtube on pirate radio tv you can subscribe to pirate radio tv watch this show the brian bailey show all of our pre and post game chats with mike schwartz and the pirate basketball players and a couple of days from now uh we'll be out at clark leclerc stadium we'll have the post game interviews with cliff godwin a lot of great videos from clark leclerc stadium so make sure you are subscribed to pirate radio tv on youtube and uh hit a like if you would while you're here as well same can be said on facebook as we keep you up to date with all the news and notes going on in pirate nation and beyond you can follow us there and watch the show there we want to hear from you on this wednesday as uh, a lot to talk about on today's program we will talk to uh, as jeff charles called him jeff's partner in crime for all those years si seymour going to join us coming up on the show in about 20 minutes as he'll uh talk about his uh one of his best buddies jeff charles and uh, also talk some hoops with cincinnati coming in town tonight so we'll talk to Cy coming up in about 20 minutes in the uh second hour of today's show patrick mason daily reflector will join us we'll preview tonight's game we'll preview the ecu baseball season got some over unders for the 2023 ecu baseball season that i will ask patrick mason to answer we've done this in the past with steven igo and ronnie woodward uh patrick mason will step up to the plate for the first time and uh, answer some of these over-unders, a fun way to preview the upcoming baseball season. And by the way, if you want a preview and you missed yesterday's show, had a great chat with Cliff Godwin uh, the entire final hour of yesterday's program. So a full hour with Coach Godwin available on uh, YouTube, Facebook, or wherever you get your podcast if you want to hear what he had to say about the upcoming season. Uh, but Mace will join us, and Steven Igo, Hoist the Colors, will join us as well coming up later on in today's program uh let's see steve hill wants to see wants to hear some shirley road sound effects dawson on youtube says clip my guy what's up dawson my guy shirley we don't have my guy we had a. oh we got it all right good I know we had a computer malfunction i hope all of our clips are ready to go today i hope so because oh it would it, it, it'll be a rough day 
All right. Well, let's see what we got. Steve Hill says Clippo. Burgley. A Burgley. Rick Flair. Woo. Rick Flair. Woo. Thank you, voice. Two little butt cheeks. It's two little butt I, cheeks. Swinging dingers. Swinging dingers. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. <sighs> All right. And Craig chimes in with a boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Now let me say well. The boom, boom room will be rocking tonight, 7 o'clock. Menji's Coliseum going to be uh, an emotional night. Some tears and some cheers in Menji's uh, without Jeff Charles calling the action courtside. And, uh, yeah, today was uh, was tough, too. Wednesday is uh, Jeff Charles Day on Pirate Radio Live. I always send him a uh, text on the way into the station to uh, ask if he is available. He answered 99% of the time yes and uh, joined us on the show, and we'd usually talk to him in hour number one. And pretty fitting that today, Cy Seymour will be uh, taking that spot as uh, we'll talk to Cy coming up in about 20 minutes. But uh, looking forward to some basketball tonight. It's been a long time, been a while since we've seen East Carolina in action on the court because they had the midweek off and of course uh, saturday's game against tulane was uh, postponed as the team came back home so uh been a long time since they've been on the court they'll play cincinnati tonight have you seen the line chandler oh shirley rhodes uh welcome in hi chandler good to see you good to see you too clipper and no i have not seen that I, I lie I start the show off with a lie. Man. I did see the line. I look at you as an honest man. Man. So to hear you lie to my face like that, it hurts. Someone called the fire department because liar, liar. <laughs> I will be darned. My pants are on fire. Save that chair. Um, but I appreciate you owning up to your lie. So do you remember the line you saw? Uh, yes. Would you like to say it? I was going to see if Shirley wanted to play guess Shirley that line. Shirley hates playing guess the line. Uh, All right. I did see nine and a half uh, Cincinnati. Yeah, and they lost last time out to Cincinnati by 28, I believe. Uh, it, it was a brutal beatdown in yeah. Cincinnati. So, nine and a half tonight. Um, it's going to be uh, it's gonna be weird in Menjis. And these players, uh, you know, what, what's going through their minds, right. the coaches who were there yeah. uh, in New Orleans. So, uh, going to be very odd, but I'm looking forward to uh, being in 213, watching the action. Uh with my dad tonight and uh and chandler and others so uh gonna be fun to to see some ecu basketball to i don't know sports is an uplifting thing brings back some sort of normalcy normalcy brings people together the only thing that's not going to be normal is of course looking across from 213 and not seeing jeff charles there but other than that there's going to be pirate basketball to be played tonight and hopefully they can get a big win and i'm hoping the voice yeah hoping for a good crowd too as uh it would be fun to to have a rocking environment tonight when east carolina takes on uh west miller and the cincinnati bearcats uh by the way that's not the only ecu cincinnati matchup the women at cincinnati tonight keeping an eye on kim mcneil's team because right now they are 17 and 8 overall closing in on a 20 win season which would be great eight and four in conference play man currently sitting in third place would have been in second shirley Rhodes if not for an upset over the weekend houston beat south florida 
handing them their first loss of the season and the first loss in the conference. We didn't think uh, that they would have a blemish on the record, but Houston uh, knocks them off. And looking ahead, uh, East Carolina will be at home against Houston next Wednesday. Mm -hmm. So that'll be a big one coming up at 6 o'clock. Before that, the Pirates have Cincinnati tonight. Uh, and then Kim McNeil's team will face UCF coming up Saturday. Only four regular season games left mm-hmm. uh, for the uh, women's basketball team. So we're uh, coming down the stretch here. Again, looking for a 20-win season, four regular season games. They still got a conference tournament, at least one game to play, and hopefully more than that the way they've been playing because surely right now they're in a pretty good spot to get that bye. Yes. They can close out uh, with a decent record and uh and get a bye in that conference tournament and then who knows maybe some postseason basketball after that yeah that's the uh that's going to be the big question uh of course uh tonight they have to take on cincinnati cincinnati two and nine in the conference they are the uh unfortunately the cellar dwellers in the aac right now but really the records don't mean anything at this point because now that uh uh, south florida has uh, suffered that one loss it's going to get a little tight right up there at the top not at the top but uh, because south florida will likely finish out the season in first place but second third fourth fifth yeah. there's going to be a really tight race in those four spots because as we mentioned the first round of uh, the conference tournament the top five teams get that by now the uh the last time now I, i'm trying to remember the year i want to say it was 20 2014 was the last time that uh, East Carolina had 17-plus wins, and that was the last time that East Carolina was invited to postseason play. They were invited to the WNIT that year. Was that uh, Heather Macy? That was Heather Macy's. Yeah, uh, yeah that was under uh, Heather Macy. So the uh, aside from uh, that one year that, the, uh, uh, that was when um, – Jasmine Young and LaCoya Terry were teammates on the team where they went to the uh, NCAA tournament. Lost to uh, eventual national champion. Rutgers. Rutgers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. C. Vivian uh, Stringer was the coach at the time. So uh, that is – so really, it's been a long time since we've seen postseason play from the women's basketball team, and they've got a real good chance of uh, getting it this year. Yeah, uh, a big part of the success of ECU women's basketball this year is the freshman Amaya Joiner. Get this, yep. 10 double doubles on the year and that is good enough for most all-time by an ECU freshman. So, wow. uh saw that stat yesterday posted by ECU women's basketball on Twitter. Dawson, uh my guy on YouTube. My guy. Oh, sorry. No, I no problem, my guy. Okay. Hey, my guy. My guy. Don't even mention it. I apologize. It says amaya joiner has been absolutely bawling newton on youtube says pick community college baseball is playing today at home started at two o'clock we need to uh, uh yeah I'll, I'm go- I'll update that score here in just a right. minute but i do want to say something about uh for those of you who haven't really been following easy women's uh basketball for of course we've got the local product for farmville central we've got uh, amaya joiner uh and we've talked about danae mcneil who has also been and if you've never seen these two play in person you're really missing out those two are very very good but watch out for one other player that hasn't really been talked about a lot but on the team they call her money mike Mm -hmm. and that's micah dennis and they call her money mike and she is a three-point threat 
And uh, so if you get those three clicking on all cylinders, it, it's going to be tough to beat East Carolina. Good stuff. Uh, look, they've been good on the road to the point where now we expect them to win road games. Yeah. Usually, yeah. usually, a men's or women's team on the road, you could chalk up an L. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But tonight, uh, women on the road at Cincinnati, expecting them to get a W in that I, game. Yep, and I fully expect a W uh, tonight, and uh, and then on Saturday against UCF, UCF. Excuse me, and then uh, big one next week. Big one next week. Uh, Josh says tragic magic tonight in Minji smash that money line. <laughs> wow. Right. Well, look, and I, I'm not going to lie. I looked at, when I saw the post of the line and I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Josh, I believe the money line's sitting around plus 375 right now for the Pirates. And I thought to myself, man, and I say to myself, and, and I say to myself, think about hitting that money line i thought about i was like man if, if you're gonna do it at all tonight might be the night to throw a little something down to get something for a reward so plus money jack says chandler you lied lied to my face in eric carbon's voice so thank you for that jack screw you guys i'm going home he did say love this crew and we love you too you know what Usually, I wish you wouldn't speak for me, but in this case, it's fine. Because I love Jack Bowen. My you know, man, Jack. Oh, you That's know Jack? my brother. You don't know Jack. I do know Jack. Oh, okay. You don't know Jack. Jack and I go way back. We went to high school together. Are you rapping hey, right dude, now? Hey, dude, it's so hot over here. You're Are you spitting, spitting fire. dropping dimes left <laughs> and right, buddy. Fire over here. Craig has a good question. Uh, is there an explanation for Chan's gold mic cover? Or does it just complement his chain strap headphones? Uh, no, well, there's there's no rhyme or reason. It just happens to be gold. Chandler's we, just a flashy guy. When we first start, or I know when I first started with Pirate Radio Live, we were having to share that mic, the mic that you oh, had. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's right. Then they put this one in, and I noted the first thing I noticed was that it had a gold like a mic cover. I think when, I think what it is is uh, all of our other mic covers are being used elsewhere in the building. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the only one we had. Left. I like it. I like it. I mean, it kind of <laughs> puts that's a staple the on my mic. Yellow. I like it. So I'm a fan. But, yeah. Um, speaking of uh, people speaking for other people, have you ever been at a restaurant and the waitress comes by, or the waiter, waiter or waitress comes by and says, "Is everybody good over here?" And there's, a, there's, a, there's always that one person that <laughs> yeah. says, "We're good," and then the waitress or waiter yeah. leaves. Yeah, that happens a lot. I usually do a quick glance around. Yeah, to see the. Because I feel like I'm the spokesman for my family out in a restaurant. Right. So, but I do a quick, quick look, drink check, you know, before I give the, yeah, we're good. I usually say I'm good. Like I, I will. Uh, that's what I do. If I'm, I, I'm if, I'm, if I'm at a table with, a, you know, some of my friends, good play. I'll say I'm good. What yeah. about you? Or sometimes my friends will go. She needs a drink. She needs her drink refilled before I even have a chance to say it. So, yeah. which that has happened a couple of times. Yeah, I, but do I, that I try too. to say I'm good. I don't like speaking for other people at a table um, if I can help it. It's not a conscious thing, um, but for whatever reason, I just say I'm good uh susan francis is here in the facebook live chat i know uh miss susan is ready for some pirate baseball coming up this friday boy i tell you what i i don't think uh, you know usually i get excited for pirate 
baseball just because I'm thinking, oh, yeah, spring is right around the corner. Pirate baseball's here. It's not going to be too much longer before the weather starts getting really, you know, warm on a consistent basis. Um, but this year, I am more excited of, of watching them play. Because I still, I kind of have that that super regional kind of hangover. Not hangover, but like somehow it kind of carried over into this year. Does that make sense? Right. Keep the party going. Yeah, keep the party going type thing. That that excitement that we have with the super regional, it kind of feels like that to me right now. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I am stoked for four o'clock on Friday to get here. Four o'clock Friday, two o'clock Saturday, one o'clock on Sunday. And uh, keep it locked to our social medias as we'll have a lot of pictures, video, interviews, and otherwise. Updates, all that coming up this weekend. Uh, Softball team is undefeated against teams not named Virginia Tech. (laughs) They are three and two on the year, two losses to the Hokies, and unblemished, including a nine to one beatdown over UNCW to wrap up the uncw tournament they'll be at the battle of the beach this weekend in conway south carolina facing the dragons of drexel correct wow wow the i'm impressed by that uh i want to say raiders the fighting toothbrushes yeah Oh, yeah. Okay. The Raiders of Colgate. The Raiders. And the Chanticleers of Coastal Carolina. The Fighting Sea Chickens. So uh, that's coming up this weekend for ECU softball. A lot going on in athletics right now. Fun time to follow the Pirates. Uh, Brandon Manning. Should we get Brandon Manning back on the show? You think? The tall baseball? Yeah, I think so. uh, The light in the sky, the Brandon Manning... uh, Cast yeah, the signal is in the sky. It's baseball season, so got to get Brandon Manning in to talk some pirate baseball. He didn't make a lasting impact Brandon, on that program. I will give you a private invitation, but uh, right now I'm giving you a public invitation to get you back on to talk and recap some pirate baseball with us coming up uh, this season. Excited about that. Um, let's see. Anything else on the chant before we move along? Uh, Chandler, I saw that uh, Calvin Ridley who was suspended has now um did he take ec money line tonight he has asked for his reinstatement into the nfl all right before the show i said that to you and then you said a line right after it so let's do that again let's recreate what happened before the show hey chandler i saw calvin ridley is uh, trying to get reinstated to the nfl well, how much you want to bet that he's going to have a great season next year again like you didn't I feel like you didn't emphasize the joke like you did off the air. Like, it was good Oh, because I said, how much you want to bet? Yeah. How much you want to bet? Yeah. That he's going to have a great season. Hey, Chandler, I saw uh, Calvin Ridley was was trying to get his reinstatement back into the NFL. Well, how much you want to (laughs) bet that he's going to have a good season next year? (laughs) Oh, stop it. Stop it. How much you want to bet? You got a deal? <laughs> Can he participate in the over-unders today for EC Baseball? Chandler, what's your favorite reality show? Go. Mm, probably. Probably. Is Impractical Jokers a part of that? You want to hear something crazy? 
it's not even crazy it's kind of stupid i even told my wife last night so this weekend i wanted something to make me laugh and i just started watching impractical jokers i think you i heard you mention that on the show show i can't stop watching it now yeah like I watched. Oh, it. Impractical Jokers. Those, those four night, guys. Yeah, those I four guys. It's hilarious. Night, and yeah. it's uh, I'm watching on uh, HBO Max, and it just goes right to the next episode, yeah. and there's no commercials, and it never stops. And I just look up and realize I've been sitting there for two hours watching Impractical Jokers. Right. Uh, Do I, you count it as a reality TV show though? Because I enjoyed that show. I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll have you it. ever seen the Cabanaro effect? Uh, yeah, I have that's a really good show it is uh dealing with magic magic man shirley what's your favorite reality show i guess one that i would you know actually sit and watch probably deadliest catch okay um if you're talking about like a trashy kind of reality yeah. type tv show I really liked the original Real World, and then mm-hmm. I just stopped after that. I still watch the challenge from time to time, which originally was Real World Road Rules Challenge. Oh, yeah, yeah Road Rules, yeah. Um, I like competition-based shows. I like um, Top Chef and Hell's Kitchen, but oh, my favorite would those. be Survivor, I believe, with Big Brother a second i never could get into any of those shows i just now there's 40 plus seasons surely so if you ever just of survivor if you ever decide to you've got a lot of options my family family my family Hmm. i'm here with my family we actually liked um and this is actually because he's in louisiana now i believe these are louisiana guys but duck dynasty uh, was a really oh, popular I show. I, yeah, I, I caught that from time to time. My, my yeah. brother liked that show. My mom ended up liking Cy, who was on Cy, Cy Rock, yeah, on, on the show. Um, so that was a good one. Why did I bring this up? Because uh, years and years ago, we found out Jeff Charles's favorite reality show, and it took us all by surprise. And here he is talking about it on an old episode of Live at Five with Troy D and Ellery i gotta give you some props jeff you're very busy how do you know all this about the kardashians it's this the only reality show that i watch and i tell people that and they look at me like i'm nuts you don't watch the kardashians i said yeah i kind of got hooked on them about a year ago i was shocked you just show. said that that you watched the everybody says that jeff charles watches the kardashians are I, you kidding me i would have never guessed it monday night raw i kind of had a feeling all right maybe jeff tunes in occasionally you know i, I thought like you, you might want to watch deadliest catch or some other reality tv or the chopper show hey, with everybody needs a break sports jeff you're you know, right that's my outlet right. that's my that's my break i know i'm getting older guys because i like the mom better than the daughters <laughs> <laughs> jeff charles fan of the his uh, comfort show if you will <laughs> keeping up with the kardashians so there you go that was a uh that was a shocker when we learned that revelation on uh pirate radio on live at five one day nathan said jersey shore cabs are here <laughs> Oh, what was uh Cabs ahead? T-shirt time. <laughs> I guess you watched that a bit, didn't you? Uh, I like Jersey Shore. I I couldn't get into it. It was just too much yelling, too much drinking, and my brain Run, would just go com- stop. <laughs> my brain would just go completely dead watching that that mess that's so what i, I like watch it. to happen to my brain when uh i'm watching tv just it turns into mush all right shirley let's take a break
Uh, as we go to break, Newton uh, says we were mentioning ECU baseball, and down the road there's PCC baseball. No, go finish, finish what you were saying. We did have Shay Ward on a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if you mentioned that earlier when you mentioned that PCC baseball. Uh, yeah, he's with the club baseball team now. Or he's a former player of PCC baseball. <laughs> Man. Well, we already mentioned that, Chandler. In fact, Shirley said she'll uh, get some scores. It is updates. seven to four uh, in the top of the third inning. Can we get a uh, team that's winning? Yes, uh, the team that they're playing. I got to find because they <laughs> they're using abbreviations, so I'm trying to find it. What's the abbreviation? CCC. All right, I'm going to say Coastal Carolina Community College. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Camp. It's camp. What the heck is that? We'll have that update later for you right here on Pirate Radio Live on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. Dubuck. When we return, we will hear from Cy Seymour. He will be in Menji's tonight. We'll uh, talk about his good friend, Jeff Charles, and some Pirate Hoops as well. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, on a Wednesday after this. It's Camp Community College, by the way. Thank you, Charlie. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is A.J. McMurphy's. A.J.'s has daily food and drink specials. And an awesome patio, perfect for some outdoor dining. There's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Clip Rock on Wednesday night. AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, make tonight an AJ's night. We'll be there after ECU Cincinnati. People start filing in. And uh, we'll get the game underway around 9.15 or so. But uh, after the Pirates and Bearcats do battle in Menji's, uh, we got some sports trivia planned, including a uh, a Jeff Charles round. I looked at uh, some of his guests that he had on From the Booth over the years and made some questions about that. So uh, we got that. We got some NASCAR, some football, some college hoops, everything in between. Going to have a good time tonight. Uh, 9.15 or so at A.J. McMurphy's. And we'll play for... About an hour, hour and a half, if you want to have a good time on this Wednesday evening after ECU and Cincinnati. Uh, a sound clip I haven't called for in a while, Shirley, a request from Tyler M., uh, who says, you're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. Do we have that? You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. Trust me. Oh, yeah, he said, trust me. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. Not that guy, my guy. I swear, every time I hear that, it just sounds like something they do would say. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. <laughs> we will talk to Nadu uh, Thursday on the show. All right. Uh, also, thanks to Steve Hill. Drop by some goodies here. Yeah. Which are always appreciated. 
Uh, Thank you, Steve. Brought some donuts. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it, dude. Completely ruined my diet this week since I am prepping for a softball tournament, but mine too i can't turn down a donut i was doing real good until steve brought those donuts now it's um (laughs) off the wagon again all right let's head out to the pirate radio live line joining us cy seymour who will be on the call tonight espn plus as east carolina takes on cincinnati and spent all those years alongside the voice jeff charles cy thanks for joining us uh how you holding up man Clip, it's been tough. I mean, I'll be honest with you. It has been, it was a shocking Friday. And uh, I think I, got, I began to get better by Sunday, uh, just in talking, going out and seeing Debbie, his wife, and Britt, and and his wife, Chrissy. Uh, it got a little bit better, got just to see if they were doing well. This has been a really tough time for, for all of us. For, for pirate fans and everybody but it's been a tough time yes sir and uh si you were uh referred to by jeff as his partner in crime uh for all those years and and man i'd i'd love uh for you to to write a book uh and share those stories on the road because uh as we've talked about jeff charles was the true professional but also had a great sense of humor side that uh, i know you got to know very well and uh and just a great man all around professionally uh personally and and Cy, and Cy, you you've said you've talked to probably uh, dozens, hundreds of people at this point. It, it'd be tough. It'd be almost impossible to find somebody out there to say a bad word about Jeff, wouldn't it? Yeah, I can't believe. I mean, it, it's hard to believe how many, not only uh, coaches that used to be here have called me from all over the country, uh, players, managers. I mean, and they're from all over the country. Uh, and then, then the peers are calling you, whether it be Memphis, whether it be SMU, whether it be Tulsa, whether it be Washington, all all over the country, uh, they've been calling in and, and saying, are you okay? Jeff was the best. I know you're upset, but their focus was on Jeff. I mean, and they were right because they were in shock about really, I think, arguably one of the best announcers or the best announcer in college athletics yeah and uh it just leaves um, a massive void in, in all aspects and and i was thinking about it si, i was he was a hero of mine as you know and i got lucky enough to get to know him and and you know become friends with him but but even before all that just every game and and i talked about it with ellerby yesterday more so basketball than football you and and jeff were in my ear for years and years because i mean there was a time where it was uh, almost impossible to to pick up a ecu game on television and even when there was i like listening to you guys more than the tv broadcast anyway but all the pirate fans that didn't have that personal connection with jeff kind of did have that personal connection because he is the the soundtrack of our lives basically he's been in our life my life as a 41 year old uh pretty much since i started watching sports and started following east carolina and there's a lot of people out there that uh that relate to that you hit on a real good subject with jeff jeff knew he was from the midwest he was from you know pick ohio which was near dayton and he at a, at a young age you know jeff was 70 but at a young age and you know 15 16 that age there, he listens to the radio, the games, whether it be the Detroit Tigers, and you're in the Midwest, you can get them all, or Cincinnati Reds, yeah. or 
the Dayton Flyers. He listened to radio. And he knew at a young age, and he told me this, he knew at a young age, I'm going to do radio. That's what I'm going to do for a living. And you're right. That, and, and those people had the same effect that you have that you have with Jeff talking to you. And so it is amazing. And he'll talk about that all the time. It is, that was his passion was, was the radio. Yeah, and as you said, Cy, uh, one of the best, uh, certainly Jeff Charles, and uh, it's it's odd today not to reach out to him. It's kind of fitting that Cy Seymour is is kind of in our Jeff Charles time slot today. Every Wednesday, he'd come on, and, and we'd talk ECU, Cy, and then we'd kind of branch off. In our last chat, we talked about LeBron James breaking the scoring record, and uh, Super Bowl, uh, we, we just just love talking uh, sports with Jeff. He, he, had a, he would uh, answer anything. He, he was... He was very good, Cy, about, you know, for the most part being, here's the score, here's what happened, here's the stats, here's the facts. But if I asked him a question, he would give me his opinion on it. He, he didn't, you know, share it uh, too much. In fact, he, he kind of liked it. He had a, um, a vignette one time here on Pirate Radio where he ended it with, just give me the score, just give me the score. He was kind of tired of all the talking heads screaming at each other. Uh, but but he'd give an opinion if I asked. And, uh, man, just love – I'm sure you did. Hey, y'all probably talked about everything on y'all's road trips, uh, sports, non-sports, uh, everything uh, across the board. No doubt about it. That's what we did all the time. He loved sports. And, I, and again, Tip, I think – that's one of the keys to Jeff being so good. He knew every sport. I, you know, I always said, I would love to see Jeff do a hockey game. He <laughs> yeah. could. Yeah. And, and do it really well. I could not get by the first name that they threw out there. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. But but Jeff, uh, Jeff could do he, – he just knew sports. Yeah. And he knew how to do it. And I think it was a gift, and he used that gift. And we at ECU – got the pleasure of that gift for over 30 years i love just throwing out a school or a name sign and he'd have a story about it and i'd i'd remark man that's incredible that you know him and and know that and he said well clip you know, i'm old and uh but he the way he picked it up along the way he knew if you mentioned a name a person a play uh si, he he had it 100 percent. no doubt about it and, and you know and i think back now clip he did illinois so he did, big, he did the Big Ten. Yeah, He did Virginia Tech, and he was their guy. But he came to East Carolina with Dave Hart and loved East Carolina and could have left, but he stayed. That's he, just a gift for the Pirates, and it says a lot about us. It really does, Si. He was calling, uh, what, Dale Curry, Bruce Smith, Virginia Tech, right? Like yeah. some, some big-time guys. And, uh, yeah. And came here and, and stay, man, we, uh, we, we're kind of lucky we got him when we did, Si. Now you see guys just – bouncing around everywhere whether it be the players the coaches the broadcasters but uh man we got jeff and uh we we're able to have him throughout the remainder of his career it was uh it was awesome stuff Cy seymour joining us on the pirate radio live line and Cy going to be uh an emotional one tonight and menji's coliseum going to be some tears along with the cheers uh, i would imagine with uh no Jeff Charles uh, courtside tonight in Minji's. Uh, you'll be there, uh, Cy, on the ESPN Plus call tonight, right? Right. I'll yeah. do the ESPN Plus call, Patrick Johnson, and I'll do that. But I- I've said to people, it is going to be eerie to not see Jeff. Because even now, you know, Jeff and I, we're the same age. We've done it forever. I didn't, the only reason I left, I got tired after 23 years. I, you know, 
you turned 70 years old and you said, I, and he said, well, I'm going to keep going. I love it. I said, <laughs> I said you know, I mean, and so I'm, I'm lucky enough and fortunate enough to just do the ESPN plus games. And I, I really like it, but, but, <clears throat> but Jeff had that energy. And so even in these games, he's sitting right beside me. So during the timeout, you sit there and talk to Jeff. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you know, this, this is the guy I was going to the hip with. I mean, yep. this is a guy that, that this is hard. This is really, really going to be difficult. Yeah. So I see more joining us and, I, I'm uncomfortable kind of even talking about this side, but I, I don't I don't know if you've talked to anybody, but as far as uh, the team right now and Coach Schwartz and the staff and everybody, uh, you know how how are they doing mentally? Uh, because they were they were there, right? They were uh, around it when uh, when it happened on Friday. You know, I, I, I text him this morning, and I text the SID or the uh, ops person, Jesse, today, and just said, uh, thinking about y'all, praying for y'all. and uh, But I'll have to tell you, I think, and this is me from what I'm hearing, everyone in that athletic program and everybody that was at, on that trip have handled it the best that you'll ever be able to see it handled. Yeah, They, they did it right. And, and I'm proud of the university for that, for the, for the leadership, uh, John and, and, and Ryan and that group for the coaching leadership, Mike and his staff, all of those coaches, they all stepped in. I, I'm so proud of Listen, always pray for Michael Perry. He's in the thick of this yeah. uh, down there with Jeff. Uh, and so, yeah, I think it's affected everybody, but I think they've handled it the best way you possibly could. Cy Seymour joining us, and uh, and Cy, feel free uh, to talk as much about uh, your buddy Jeff Charles as you want. Uh, I did want to ask you a little hoops uh, while we got you here. Uh, Cincinnati coming in tonight. Uh, I think I saw the Bearcats nine-and-a-half-point favorites uh, against the Pirates tonight in Menji's Coliseum and uh, East Carolina coming off that uh, a long layoff now uh, where they didn't play Cy midweek last week, and, and of course the game – uh, was moved on Saturday. So, from a, a basketball standpoint, Cy, uh, what have you seen from uh, this Cincinnati team? They were uh, they were red hot uh, last time they played the Pirates there in the uh, first half. Well, make no bones about it. This team was picked preseason second in the league. I mean, this team has about eighty five percent of the scoring back senior senior heavy, uh, really good basketball players. Landers Nolly is one of the best players in the country. He's a shooter. He was all-conference ACC at Virginia Tech, transferred to Memphis, and now he's transferred over to uh, to Cincinnati, and they are really good. Uh, DeJulius is just a treat. He, you know, he, he he's, uh, he's quick. He's a good point guard. He does everything right. Uh, I think he's just real special. And so I think he's going to be another one that's going to be really good to watch tonight. And then uh, – uh, Victor Lockton is the guy that surprises you. He, a Russian kid that last year he averaged four points a game. This year he's averaging seven, uh, 12 points a game. Uh, he leads the team in both steals and block shots. He has come on hard. So, and, and look, I'm leaving out Jeremiah Davenport, who usually just eats us up, who's, <laughs> who's a senior. These are all kids that can really play. And never, never underestimate Wes Miller. Wes Miller is a really good basketball coach. I think one of the young up-and-coming coaches in the country uh, played at Chapel Hill, 
was a really was a good player, but he's such a good coach. What he did at, at UNCG, he went to five postseason tournaments. Two of them were the NCAA in ten years. He, he went to the NCAA twice. So this is a well coached team with really good players. They're going to be fun to watch tonight. How he see responds to all this, yeah. uh, uh, you know, tragedy is going to be going to be interesting to see. Hoping uh, for a good crowd side to get out there and uh, support the team, and also remember the voice Jeff Charles tonight at Menchie's Coliseum. Cincinnati's been on a pretty good trajectory side, you know, since losing uh, to Houston the first time around. They beat East Carolina by twenty eight. Uh, then they beat SMU. They beat South Florida. They lost a couple of tight ones to Memphis and Houston. They had Houston on the ropes, on the road, led a lot of that game before the Cougars came back. Uh, then they beat Tulsa, beat UCF. Uh, they beat South Florida. And right before that, they had that epic overtime game where they lost to Tulane 101 to 94. So they their loss aside, Memphis, Houston, uh, Tulane. Uh, they're beating the teams, quote unquote, they should beat and uh, have lost to the teams they've been underdogs in. Pretty much, it's pretty simple as that. Yeah, and I still, I still like this. This is the team we were talking about this morning. This is a team that may finish fourth but could win the tournament. That's that's yeah. what they are. Yeah, uh, they may finish third, they may finish fifth, but they could win the tournament. They're well coached. They've got depth, which is important in tournament play, and they've got quality depth. So, and a really good coach. So you throw all that together. I think Cincinnati is really tough. Will it be difficult today? Uh, I, yes, yes, it will. Uh, but if you recall, we had them here a year ago or a couple, whenever it was. My mind goes wrong, but and uh, they beat us on a putback at the buzzer. So those things can happen. But I think this is one of the better Cincinnati teams. Since Cronin and, and since uh, Bob Huggins had Cincinnati, this is this is a really good team coming. In. Yeah, Wes Miller uh, building them back up. Si, uh, we've seen two back-to-back good performances by Ezra Asar uh, since he had his struggles uh, in conference play, and we we hope to to see that uh, get going again tonight. Si, what what has led to to his little turnaround? He's got going on right now. He is he looked like the guy that we saw in the non-conference here these last two games. I think it's a credit to the coaching staff and to Ezra. I think Ezra has seen how hard. See, a freshman, when you're 6'9", and a freshman playing in AAU or high school basketball, you can get by a little bit. You know, you can't get by at 6'9", in this league. you got to play hard every play. And I think Ezra's learned that, and he's seeing that, hey, if I do that, I'm going to be really good. And he's just a freshman. It'll get better. He just got to stay with it. But give credit to the coaching staff for staying on him to say you've got to be intense every minute and every second. You've got to play hard the entire game. And you do in college. That's why I love the game. You go out there, these kids are giving you everything they've got, every play. And if they don't, the coach will pull them and say, look, (laughs) you can't take plays off. That's how good it is. That's how good these kids are. Yeah, Schwartz is up all 40 minutes. Uh, being very active and and yes I, we've seen games where Quinn DeBunje has been East Carolina's best player and then we've seen games where he's played five minutes uh, you know Mike Schwartz will he'll play the matchups he'll play he'll ride the hot hand and he'll also uh, reward uh, I guess effort uh, as far as who he puts on the court exactly uh, I've always been I love coaches and, and 
and I, being a part of that fraternity, uh, when you get beat on a transition bucket and you don't get back in time, watch coaches react to that. Just don't yeah. even look at the guy made that just made the look. Just look at the look at the coach that he made again. And now you say that, side. I admit my dad and I don't know how many times we've said this season. Man, Schwartz is giving it to Ezra. He will yank him out. He will hit, he will get on him. And that's why I like what you said a moment ago. You said credit to Ezra, credit to the coaches. Ezra's taking the coaching, and uh, the coaches sure, surely aren't giving up on him. I think that shows how much they believe in him and, and think about the player he can be because Schwartz, and, and maybe I'm wrong, but it, to me it, it almost looks like he's harder on Ezra than he is anybody on the team. He, he, he is hard on anyone that he thinks could do better than they're doing. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it could be a guard. It could be anybody. But Ezra, he knows, is a really good talent, and he wants to get everything out of it. And he knows for Ezra to make it and be more successful, he's got to do that. And and so there, there's no bias in what he does. It is trying to get the best out of him. And, and, and I think Mike Schwartz is one of the best that I've seen in doing that. This team's gotten better. Now, look, they've won three games, but you got to understand they lost 90% of everything. The team they're playing tonight has 85% of everything they had last year. Huh. Good team. Yeah. You know. Tough one tonight for the Pirates in Menjis, taking on Cincinnati. Cy Seymour B providing the color analysis on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, Cy, thank you so much for joining us, man. I've uh, been thinking about you and – uh, glad to hear you're uh, you're hanging in there, and great to to talk about Jeff today, and uh, also talk some basketball with you, man. Thanks so much. Let's all pray for their family. It's a tough time for Jeff's family, and let's pray for them. Yes, sir. So I will. Uh, we'll talk again soon. Thank you, man. Cy so Seymour joining us today here on Pirate Radio Live will be on the call tonight, and uh, yeah, we've. Uh, We've seen that Chandler during timeouts and breaks. Si, uh, to looking down the table at his buddy and yep. uh, talk, hey buddy, hey buddy, talking some uh, some hoops. So I remember the first time seeing him doing, I was like, he just can't get away from Jeff, can he? <laughs> he couldn't, he can't help but just sit over there and talk to him. We would joke that during the game, Sai would like just join jeff and michael perry's broadcast <laughs> jeff that was tough jeff that oh, was... and jeff you gotta love how ezra drives the basket there <laughs> asai is an all-timer and uh always puts a smile on my face and uh, it was great to hear him uh talk about his friend and talk some basketball as well gonna be uh fun tonight Minji's coliseum seven o'clock as they take on cincinnati we'll take a timeout come back wrap up hour number one get you set for hour two and beyond when we return after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Watch all of Pirate Radio's local programming on YouTube Live. You can watch Pirate Radio Live Monday through Friday. Uh, from 3 until 6 p.m. And, of course, the Bud Light pregame tailgate in the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter on game days. Go to YouTube, search Pirate Radio TV, click on that subscribe button. While you're at it, click on that like button as well. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. 
Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. I just saw the 2023 participants in the NBA Slam Dunk Contest. I'm way more excited. About it. I like the judges' na- uh, names more than the participants. Chandler, you're a sports guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Um, the participants in the contest are Kenyon Martin's son, Kenyon Martin Jr. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Mac McClung? Yes, he played for... Didn't he play for like three teams? He was with Georgetown, right? Georgetown. Who else did he play for? Oklahoma? I have to look it up. I remember him Georgetown, and that's it. Mac Oklahoma McClung. State? I'm going to say he went to three schools. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, Georgetown and Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Were his schools. Uh, Trey Murphy and Jericho Sims. I don't know who Jericho Sims There's is. There's only four I guys? Think. Yeah, four guys. <laughs> The judges are Jamal Crawford, Lisa Leslie, Kamalone. Do you know the name? Chandler doesn't. Do you know Harold Miner, Shirley? That name sounds very familiar. He was, uh, they called him Baby Jordan in the early 90s. He won two dunk contests, never did much in the NBA. But I remember Harold Miner as Baby Jordan. And then speaking of Jordan, Jordan's uh, best competition in the dunk contest, Dominique Dominique Wilkins will also be a judge. Ah, okay. So, once again, way more interested in the judges than I am the actual participants. Uh, last night, Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. Kansas, big second half, knocked off Oklahoma State. Oklahoma upset Kansas State. I say upset. Oklahoma was at home. They might have been a favorite in that game, the way college basketball is this year. Providence beat creighton in double overtime 94 to 86 and uh gary hahn joining us uh, to talk about nc state losing the cues what happened to the pack last well night, the pack last night uh first of all sorry to hear about jeff charles but uh yeah the pack went up to syracuse and laid an egg and uh i, I really don't want to talk about a wolf egg uh nc state I do want to know where UTEP is playing tonight. All right, easy, Gary. Relax, relax, Gary. Gary Hahn, thanks for joining us. Uh, Carolina and State play this weekend. State! That's a big one. Yep. Thanks, Gary. Baby T had 14 points in that game. Let's get out of the zone. Duke beat Notre Dame last night 68-64. to Coming up tonight, top 25 action uh, in college basketball. Great game, uh, but it's at 7 o'clock. Where we'll have to check the highlights on this one after ECU Cincinnati. Alabama at Tennessee. Two top 10 teams going at it there. Virginia will be on the road at Louisville. Xavier at Marquette. Indiana Northwestern. TCU at Iowa State. And late night at San Diego State at Fresno State. The Aztecs 20-5, and five, number 21 in the country on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by the buck the buck last time i looked at the cane score last night they were winning three two was the final okay that was the score when i saw it i think in the second period so not much mm-hmm. happening in the third and the canes winning that one uh they will host the capitals coming up at carter finley stadium on saturday night yeah the canes have won 10 of the last 12 games that they've been in and uh, so they have built themselves a rather comfortable lead in that Metropolitan Division. Playing great. Playing absolutely On great. Going to be uh, quite a scene Saturday night at Carter-Finley Stadium. Gary, you going to see that one? No. All right. Thank you. Let's take a break. We'll come <laughs> Not back. a big hockey guy. All right. Thanks. All right. Uh, but I do need to know, where is UTEP playing tonight? Gary, have you thought about all these foreigners in hockey? And- <laughs> oh, don't get me started. <laughs> okay. 
And amongst all the... (laughs) And amongst all the... All right. Hour 2, Pirate Radio Live coming up next. P. Mace, Patrick Mason will join us. Maybe talk a little soup. But I know we will talk ECU baseball over-unders. Got a lot of questions regarding the upcoming 2023 ECU baseball season. We will dive into that with Patrick Mason. Uh, That's coming up Hour 2. Steven Igo, Hour 3. We'll open up the booty bag and... Uh, we want to hear from you guys as well. Check us out coming up uh, on Facebook and YouTube. Mark says the refs laid an egg was worse than Duke, Virginia. I think he's referring to that state game. State. Joe, you are correct. Texas Tech is where Mac McClung went to school. Thank you, guys. We have a very smart audience. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Thinking about takeout tonight? Familia can make everything real easy for you with a great selection of Italian food and more. Visit familianc.com to see the full menu featuring pizzas, pastas, salads, and homemade desserts. Place your order online or call 689-6330 and Familia will have your order ready in their convenient drive through window for pickup. Finish up a busy day with a great dinner for yourself or your family from Familia. Familia on Fire Tower Road near Pitt Community College. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Coming up Thursday on the show, everyone's favorite game sweeping the nation name that sound it's back for another week clip rock 4-0 chandler honeycutt owen a competitive owen four competitive i've gotten better each week yeah. yes that, you that, have. that first week was a bloodbath last week i got up was it a quick 2-0 lead or a three three, three, you, three you jumped out to a three nothing you called timeout i called time i said i need a timeout and i read some comments that that's a good way to kind of sit down at the bench and and, and <clears throat> look at comments and and give people credit that are playing at home and that gave me time to kind of gather my thoughts calm down then i went right back out there and i i think i hit two straight you came storming back uh had me on the ropes and uh went down to the final round so i'm also ready to hear the intro again tomorrow oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um we'll play that coming up on thursday along with a whole lot more uh steve hill a trivia veteran at aj's we we do before and after questions where i'll give you two clues the the first guy's last name is the second guy's first name i always give out the example like lebron james harden <laughs> lebron james james why are you laughing his comment oh dang i didn't want you to read it all right shirley i haven't read it so please all right so the first answer's last name is the second answer's first name like shirley Rhodes scholar it's before and after it all connects together okay your clues are clue one he loves eating hot soup on the beach clue two a pirate famous for his love of pasta so clue one who loves eating hot soup on the beach do you know who that is 
we talked about it at length on the show last wednesday he is going to be a guest patrick mason okay that's the first part clue to a pirate current pirate who loves his uh, spicy meatball? Oh, Mason Garcia. Correct. Patrick Mason, Mason Garcia. Garcia. Very good. Okay. There you go. An example. No, it, it, when you said pirate, I, I I had Patrick the first part correct. It, like that was, I had guessed that one, but then when it, you got to the second part, I was like, uh oh. I was like, I'm I'm having to rack my brain here. A famous a bit. Italian Mason Garcia. Yeah. It's a me, Mason Garcia. <laughs> uh last night i put out a couple of uh jeff charles tweets can we can you um pull up twitter shirley and uh look at my tweets and play that video of when i asked jeff his secret for uh how he doesn't lose his mind yeah but um and i was responding to some tweets as well i saw that akeem richmond had uh replied to one of my tweets and uh mentioned to akeem that we played his uh famous shot one of the greatest calls in ecu athletics history akeem at the buzzer beating weber state and akeem said that uh last year he was at the buzzer beater game versus memphis and he said um he introduced jeff to his son and akeem told jeff that his son would be a much better shooter than he ever was and Jeff said, I don't know. Your son will have some big shoes to fill. You're one of the best. But I uh, thought that was a pretty cool moment. Told Akeem that that, uh, that Jeff really enjoyed that. Uh, getting Akeem back here and also meeting his uh, son. So I saw that. And also saw, Chandler, that you had put up a Facebook uh, post, a video of Jeff. Was he interviewing Leonard Henry at UBE? It or? was the UBE Pirate Preview. Yeah. Um, and I know he had had Leonard on the sh- uh, on one of his podcasts, and I think he was going to have Leonard on the show. He for- was ske- Yeah, he was scheduled to have Leonard. Leonard was in town. He was scheduled to have Leonard on, and I think he was kind of this. This would have been the beginning of the show where he's kind of previewing everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was talking about Leonard. You put that video up though about Jeff and and Leonard Henry and how yeah. Jeff. Uh, you know, if there's one guy he was outspoken about Man. who should be in the ECU Hall of Fame, it's Leonard it Henry. Is Clinton's own Leonard Henry. And I saw uh, Leonard responded to that that yeah. post as well. Yeah, and just talked about how much he loved and appreciated Jeff. And I remember it just every time I reminded Jeff I was from Clinton, North Carolina, because uh, he would always – I mean, I, you could see that he was ready to speak every time I mentioned Clinton because he would mention Jairus McPhail because he would always say that Jairus McPhail was a battering ram uh, as a running back, and then always, and then he would get into Leonard and how he's, and he'd say, Chandler, it blows my mind that the number two all-time leading rusher in the program's history is not in the ECU Hall of Fame. And he just would go on and on how crazy it is that he is not in the Hall of Fame. And I told in that post, I, I tagged Leonard in it, and I told Leonard, when and when you make make it into the ECU Hall of Fame, please remember Jeff Charles because he really was beating that drum for a long time to get you into the Hall. I saw Stephen Igo today uh, had a post about it'd be fitting if they were put in together because of all the oh yeah talking Jeff Charles has done about Leonard Henry. Mm-hmm. That so, would be super cool. Yeah. Um, but I, I was looking at some old stuff on Twitter, looking at some Jeff Charles posts, and uh, found a video, I think, from last year's pregame show uh in the last couple of years anyway but uh 
one of the moments where you get to see jeff charles's humor do you got that video yeah i got Charles? it ready all right jeff what's your secret for not losing your mind well i've already lost my mind as a matter of fact cliff that happened many years ago <laughs> okay all right there you go now you're just uh you're just playing the string here and, yeah uh, you're faking it well. <laughs> uh, you're faking it very well boys uh jeff always great to chat with you have a great call tonight jeff i'm on autopilot i'm on autopilot <laughs> Um, Lights are on, but nobody's home, Clip. Corey Glore has had some great tributes to Jeff Charles, both in writing and in video, uh, in video format. And uh, Corey describes it as that Midwestern sarcasm yes. <coughs> that they both share. And uh, and Jeff certainly had that. So uh, that that was funny to go back and hear again. Yeah. And I, I over the weekend, I posted a picture of me and my brother at uh, yeah. this was the 2010 Meet the Pirates. And I remember when I first heard of Jeff Charles and that voice, I remember I fell in love with it. And that, and I knew what I wanted to do with my life because of Jeff Charles. So when we would go, we went every year. And uh, I, I remember, of course, I wanted to get the players. I wanted to get co- whoever the coach was, Skip Holtz. And in that case, the picture I posted with me and my brother, that was the first Meet the Pirates with Ruffin McNeil. So, of course, he was a big popular guy. Before we got in line with Ruffin McNeil, I wanted to find Jeff Charles and get his autograph, and we took his picture. Uh, me and my brother and then i remember one morning he was in here doing his uh sports breaks and i said i found it it was a pop-up memory on facebook and i was like oh i gotta show jeff this so i went in there and i showed jeff and he was like man that is awesome and he said well how about we take another one and that's when i posted the one that's more recent of me and him in studio a so some great memories of of the voice that i have i've got i've got one because uh, we we've long talked about jeff's um love hate relationship with technology and uh you know i've talked about jeff struggling with his phone and and other things but i remember when we first had our uh security system installed in the building uh, of course you know uh jeff and i when we did the morning drive we would often be the first ones here so we would have to unlock the door and of course turn the the uh the alarm system off so that it wouldn't you know go off because you know, the town has or the city of greenville does have a policy where if you have a couple of false alarms then you start getting fined and i remember i came in about three days in a row and i would come in and as i'm pulling in the driveway i am hearing the alarm blaring and the front door wide open and Jeff is standing in the doorway, and uh, I think after the third day, and, and this is why I, I'm kind of I'm kind of laughing because it, it, what that video that you just showed a clip about him being on autopilot. Uh, the third day that he did it, I walked in through the front door. Jeff is sitting in the studio, and he's prepared, you know he's got all of his notes out. He's getting ready for the show. Now, mind you, the alarm is still going off. It's very loud. It's, it's very annoying. It's extremely loud. And so I came in and I turned it off. And he just looked at me and said, "Shirley, I'm just going to wait for you to get here until because I'm I'm notoriously two three minutes late past what time I'm supposed to be here." And uh, Jeff would, uh, so ever since those first couple of days after we uh, had that alarm system installed, after that third day, Jeff had had enough. And after that, and we did morning drive for, I think uh, I asked Jonathan, something like 10, 12 years. And every single day, that man would sit in the parking lot and wait for me to pull up. 
and uh, and let him in the front door because he after that he was just done with that alarm. I don't even know. I don't even know if he knew the code per se. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. But he had a key to the building. Yeah. Um. And he, because well, obviously he got in before I got here, so he. But he wasn't having anything to do with them buttons. We talked uh, the other day about his constant battle with technology and buttons and electronics, and uh, yes. that just wasn't his thing. It wasn't his thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, even when he borrowed somebody else's phone, it, you know. <laughs> yeah. and, and it's crazy because it. last week we played his greatest hits with Rick, Rick Flair, Woo, and then we also played, this is before we lost Jeff, we we brought up the the famous, uh, the it, we did it a, a week ago today because we yeah. had him on the show last Wednesday and we brought up that time that he was on the, on the pregame show and was... <laughs> And they got a chance to stay in the game. And you know what? What a team is down this thing is clip to stay, uh, to stay focused and to stay confident. So that's that helps them in this game. If they're off to a good, there has to be a lot of doubts in the players' minds right now. The first two weeks. So if some positive things happen in the first, and also you know getting into the second quarter, and you're in the game playing a lot better, I think that'll help the confidence of these guys. All right, I believe uh, Jeff Charles is using a different phone, which is why you hear um, it sounds like you keep hitting buttons, Jeff. I know you're not doing it on, so, on purpose. The love-hate relationship uh, not man. only went, you know, with Jeff's, you know, electronic equipment, it it it, it spilled over into Marty Fuhrer's phone, uh, size man. phone, because he used size phone once, oh, and we had man. that same problem, so... Uh, yeah, his love-hate relationship See, with technology was something that we all kind of teased him about. If I was a true professional like Jeff Charles, I would have just bypassed it and pretended like it wasn't there. But uh, I cracked. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Especially when I was explaining to him what was happening on the other line and all I could hear was beep, beep, And then it got worse. It got, like, aggressively worse. It sounded like he was just dog-cussing me. Which would have been, yeah. Craig said he was just trying to enter the alarm code. <laughs> I'm telling you, I because I I don't I, I wonder if I I probably did ask him if he knew the code, but you know how Jeff is. Jeff was you know just ah. I'll just wait for you to get here. Yeah, I love the visual of him in here with his folders, his notes. He's Man. writing down his uh, sports breaks, and it's just like bram, bram, bram. Completely like, ignored it. Nothing's going on. Nothing's going on. Good morning, Shirley. <laughs> Shirley Rose. How about you, Shirley? Hey, Jeff. How can you hear with this thing on? And there was plenty of time, Shirley. I'd come in here and I'd get him started, and he'd say, I guess Shirley's running a little behind this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he – oh, no, he got me one morning. I overslept, and uh, oh, I never heard my alarm go off. For and a morning I'm drive, bed, right? Yeah, morning drive, and I was completely asleep. My phone rings. I pick up the phone. Hey, Shirley. Are we doing the show today? Mm. I'm like, I bet your heart dropped. No, I was. I, I'm out of it, and I'm like, yeah, we're doing the show. Why? Oh, it's uh, seven fifteen. And I went, oh no, and, you know, I came tearing out of my bed. I threw on some clothes and drove down here, and I got here. Uh, literally, I broke a lot of rules to get over here, and I got here at seven thirty. So we did a thirty minute show that day. And I just apologized profusely to Jeff. And Jeff was like, eh, it happens. 
I mean, he he really not to didn't... me, but to you, <laughs> but to you. Yeah, and Chandler Honeycutt that one time yeah. on the uh, pregame show when That's he was supposed I... to be here at eight, and he got here about eight twenty. I always told Jeff, I was like, I don't know how you put up with me because I'm late all the time, and you're always on time. Well, Shirley, uh, Jeff loved you. He, you know, you would you did a lot of stuff as far as. Um, uploading his interviews to yeah. send it to the, the proper authorities and all that and even though i helped him like countless times on that every time he'd come in and you weren't here he'd ask you know is shirley here? he knew you would take care of it's it surely on the way and was i yeah. guess a little nervous about me doing the proper thing so i got to where i i felt like he didn't feel comfortable with me helping him with his sports breaks because he would well how far is shirley out do you yeah, know I, he, <laughs> is she close he knew he <laughs> could count on shirley 100 percent. oh no and uh, had questions about the rest of us uh, you know and the funny thing is is uh i used to be his on-site producer for his for the call-in show when he did it uh, at Logan's and a couple other places prior to that. And I remember one night we were at Logan's. I walk in. It's probably 15 minutes. No, I take that back. It's about a half hour before the show starts because I usually showed up early. I go to get the equipment so that I could start, you know, uh, setting everything up. And Jeff walks in. This might have been the only time that I remember Jeff coming in somewhere after I did. And Jeff walked in, and he said, Shirley, I need a huge favor. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? He looked at me and said, I left the equipment for the call-in show at my house. (laughs) And I guess he had come straight from ECU. He said, can you go to my house and get the equipment? And I looked at Jeff, and I said, Jeff, do you realize we have 30 minutes before we go on the air? And he said, yeah, I know. He's like, if you leave now, you can make it. And I'm like okay and the first yeah, thing, why are, what are you waiting for get yeah. out of here and my first thought was this is kind of like that story that we'll, we'll play it at some point this week about him uh racing in a little vw bug back in the day when he used to have to drive uh uh basketball game tapes back to the station but so i fly across town to get to his house and his wife debbie is standing in the garage with the the big case that had all the the equipment in it and I I come flying in. I roll up in the driveway and I jump out of the car. And Debbie's standing there at the garage and she's got the 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 thing. And she just shook her head and she said, "I don't even know." I, she's like, "I don't want to know." <laughs> <laughs> and I just started laughing. I said, "I don't know either." I just grabbed it and jumped back in. And thankfully, we were able to get back and get everything set up by the time of the show. But I just looked at Jeff and I said, "You're just making me earn my paycheck today." And he's like, "Yeah." He said, "Sometimes I like to throw a little wrinkle in there once there in a go. while." Yeah, make you make you work for it. All right, good stuff. We'll take a break. Come back when we return. P Mace, Patrick Mason will join us. We'll talk some pirate hoops. We'll talk pirate baseball. I've got over-unders, fresh over-unders for Patrick Mason to answer this year heading in to the East Carolina baseball season. Got that and more on the way when we return. Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening.
listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. uh, Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency for maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk. Towns Insurance Advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756-8300 today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Looking forward to some ECU basketball tonight. Going to be an emotional night. And Menji's Coliseum as the Pirates take on the Cincinnati Bearcats. And Patrick Mason will be on hand covering that game for the daily reflector it's been a long time now patrick but the last time we were in mengees uh, was a lot of fun pirates won and uh, that's the last time they took the court uh had last midweek off obviously had uh saturday's games postponed and haven't seen them in action in a while gonna be odd for uh, all of us old-time pirate fans to not see the voice down on press row uh but uh looking forward to tonight's game for multiple reasons it sports uh, as chandler said sports is is a healer kind of it brings us all together something to root for something to get excited about and uh gonna be a a emotional night tonight yeah sports has a way of you know taking your mind off some things too and allowing you to focus on different things for sure but yeah definitely emotional and you know like you said it's been what 11 days since they last played i mean they had the scheduled week off anyway so it just kind of feels like a really extended break for them here before we dive into it, um, Chandler and I were talking during the break about Jeff Charles uh, did his Eastern Carolina Legends on the Morning Drive show, and we'll talk about people from the East, not just in the sports world, but the arts, the entertainment, uh, government, all of the above. And one of my favorites was when he profiled Petey Pablo. Are you familiar with Petey Pablo? Yes. <laughs> uh, you take your shirt off. Wave it around the head like a helicopter. That's exactly what you do with it. And uh, I believe, Chandler, he utters the words freak in this. I, I'm i more I'm about 95% sure because there was one day we came across this um, about a year or so ago, and we died when he got to the part about the record freak Anytime you could hear Jeff Charles say freak you're going to want to hear it, and I want to hear it right now. Shirley Rhodes. After performing around the South, this Greenville rapper got serious and headed to New York in 2001. MTV took notice of his video and Urban Radio championed his debut single. That single, Raise Up, took America by storm, breaking into Billboard's top 30 pop singles and top 10 R&B singles. His image is one of a black man representing the ghetto or the country, usually performing shirtless with no jewelry. Luminary figures like Busta Rhymes, Mystical, and Black Rob molded his career. Missy Elliott and Timbaland also became mentors and helped him develop his debut album, Diary of a Sinner. The album had mixed reviews, and a rap performer fell off the charts and performed sparingly for two years. 2004 marked a comeback, and it began with another album, Still Writing in My Diary, second entry. It was released, and the lead single, freak a became a hit. It is a sexually explicit song produced by Lil Jon and reached the upper levels of the Billboard charts. freak garnered endless play on urban radio and music television. It crossed over well to the female audience and became a club favorite overnight. 
a national recording artist with a style all his own. He's Greenville's contribution to rap and hip-hop. He's Petey Pablo, and he's an Eastern North Carolina legend. This has ah, been that's Eastern even better North than Carolina I remember. Legends. Remember, Edible. Two free colleagues, a Timbaland, a mystical, Missy Elliott. Sexually explicit. Missy Misdemeanor Elliott. Uh, Freak leak. And of course, <laughs> if you don't know Mystical, he once had the freestyle where he said, if you ever see <laughs> if you see me in a fight with a grizzly bear, help the bear. Help the bear! <laughs> That's what he said. Uh, boy, Jeff Charles talking rap. And Big Rob. Black Rob. Oh. Chandler. Sorry. Big Rob, different guy. Black Rob, the guy you're thinking of. That's so, incredible. There you go. A little uh, little hip-hop lesson for you, Patrick. <laughs> from I Jeff Charles. From <laughs> Jeff Charles. Here. I didn't know I needed that, but that was I mean, that was just great. <laughs> Patrick, everybody's wondering, uh, have you had soup since the last time we talked to you? No, I haven't, unfortunately. So we got we to gotta rectify that somehow. Uh, it's not hot enough yet. <laughs> Conan says uh, that makes Freak-A-Leak sound like VCR instructions. Makes freaking leak sound like VCR instructions. Just like a, I, I can see what he's sort of trying to say there, like a very matter of fact yeah, dictionary definition kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Sexually explicit. Uh, that is fun. We'll have to uh, maybe start playing more of those, Shirley, on the uh, the show this week. Yeah, because I mean, are, I've got plenty of. Them. There's an encyclopedia of them. Oh yeah, sitting on that computer. That was awesome. All right, Patrick, uh, hoops, speaking of hoops, um, last game you saw in Minji's was a women's win, correct? Yes. As they won 79-62 over Wichita State. They are at Cincinnati tonight and uh, putting their sparkling 8-4 and four conference record on the line. And we were talking at um, actually the Super Bowl party. You know, it's uh, – it's a big deal when we're talking women's hoops at the Super Bowl party. Yeah. And about how Houston knocked off South Florida in an upset. I guess if Houston would have lost, East Carolina would have been in second, tied for second, mm-hmm. something like that. Instead, they're in third, and they got a huge date with Houston coming up next Wednesday. But, man, Kim McNeil uh, and this team have put themselves in a really good spot as they got four games left to go in the regular season. Yeah, and three of them are against teams below them in the conference. So, I mean, just kind of looking at that, you think there's some winnable games. Um, And they're the second team, um, at least as of Sunday, second team in the conference to eight wins. Um, And they're just playing great. When I was talking with Kim McNeil on Sunday after the win, she got a little bit emotional just kind of talking about, like, the journey of where they came from because – um, you know, it definitely hasn't been all that great for, for ECU women in a yeah. while. And, and they were picked last of, uh, by the coaches to finish, uh, you know, pick, pick last in the, in the conference. So um, they got a little bit of a chip on their shoulder there. And, I mean, they've they just been playing great, honestly. They're kind of believing in themselves and just really playing some good basketball. It's fun to see. Was, Sun, was the weekend game the one where you were tweeting about you could hear her screaming? Oh, was that a that was That was the one right before that. Okay. Um, I mean, man, that was such an explosive uh, – it was a timeout, and she just went. It was between the third and fourth quarters, and she just went nuts on her team, just saying like, you know, what are we doing? Why are we playing with our food here? And just let's let's go get it. And they came out and scored seventeen straight points in the fourth quarter, and wow. just blew them out. Yeah. Uh, last time we had her on the show, we talked about the strong fourth quarters, no quarter for ECU women's hoops, and uh, have played well in second halves of games. Uh, they are on the road tonight. They'll be at home Saturday at two o'clock. And then uh, against UCF next Wednesday, big one against the Houston Cougars. So, Patrick, uh, how are you 
spreading yourself out this weekend you're going to try to do baseball and women's hoops on saturday yeah what's the time of that do you have the time for the women's game two and two two. okay yeah it's going to be tough i'm not sure but i I really think that i mean the big one's that houston game on wednesday for sure um so yeah I'll, i'll definitely keep an eye on the women and we'll see if i can bounce back and forth we'll see how that works out speaking of ecu baseball got a lot of over unders for you Patrick. um we're gonna do that when we return uh we've got the number of wins for the team conference wins garrett sailor appearances (laughs) josh moylan batting average uh we got a lot that we'll run down right and get the thoughts of patrick mason fun way to preview the 2023 ecu baseball season which gets underway friday at four o'clock we'll take a timeout come back more with the p mace after this Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. City Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. And both locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, with including 93-ethanol-free high-octane gas. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. Patrick Mason joining us from the Daily Reflector. He'll be high atop Menchie's Coliseum tonight when the Pirates take on the Bearcats of Cincinnati. Uh, pretty good team. Good, to, Always fun when a good team rolls in here. Patrick, looking forward to it. And East Carolina pulls an upset every year at home, no matter how bad they are, no matter what's going on. And they've got three opportunities left to do that because the remainder of their home games are going to be against teams that are going to be pretty hefty favorites uh, starting tonight with Cincinnati. So will it be tonight? Will it be Houston? Will it be Tulane? It's going to be one of them. Yeah. Just not sure which one as of yet. All right, uh, Patrick, we're going to do over-unders. We've done this in the past with Igo and Ronnie Woodward, and now Patrick on the baseball beat for the reflector is there pretty much every game. Yeah. <laughs> Basically every single game. Every game. And uh doing uh doing you doing some midweek road games, you think? Yeah. yeah. And Campbell, there's a lot. Charlotte, uh Yeah, Charlotte might Wilmington. Mm-hmm. I would like to go to the Charlotte, but uh yeah. yeah, like Campbell, Duke, NC State. Yeah. You know, I'm all over the place. Good deal. All right. Uh John wanted to add one to the list. And he's being a smart aleck. He said over under two hundred bunts. <laughs> oh man. Patrick's not a bunt fan. No. Which is bad news if you're covering East Carolina. They do bunt a lot. Because they do bunt. I'm gonna go under two hundred. Yeah, me too. All right. Patrick, over under wins. Last year, uh the Pirates won forty seven games. Forty six games. 46. Uh this year. I'm going to shave one off. I'm going to say over under 44 and a half wins. Now, this that includes postseason. Right. So, you, you factor all those in. Uh, 44 and a half. You going over or under? I'm going to go under. Okay. 
because I think they'll probably get like 44. I mean, it's a yeah, it's, yeah, right around right, that number. Right, right. Uh, but for I mean, 46 is a lot. That included one super regional win and included all the regional wins and uh, conference tournament as well. But you do think they'll be back at the 40 mark? I think so too. I'm really optimistic about this team. All right, conference wins. This is something we talked about with Cliff Godwin with with Darren Fit last week too. They've been twenty and four in the conference, and then that year they played four weekend games. They were twenty and eight, so they won twenty games in the conference. I want to say four out of the five, at least three out of the four. I think four out of the five, the last full seasons they've played. I mean they can't do it again right i'm putting the over under at 17 and a half okay i think that's a fair fair number it's so difficult because last year they they just they didn't lose like you know they just just rolled right through everything but again i know and they did it the year before and the year before and the year before Mm -hmm. (laughs) i mean it's a trend it's not like last year was an anomaly right right so what do you got i'm gonna go over all right yeah, I'm, I'm going to think that that trend. Even if they're right. 18 and six, you win. Yeah, so. which sounds crazy, but they've done it every year. Mm-hmm. And why not again? I agree. All right. Well, the team leader in home runs have over under 17 and a half. Last year, your team leader was Bryson Worrell with 20. And how many of those did he hit postseason? It was a, it was a quite few. a few. Yeah, maybe what five at least something like that. So, so seventeen and a half. I'm gonna go under. All right. What do you think that number is gonna be? I think it's probably gonna be maybe fifteen. All right. This is not an over under question. This is who will lead the team in home runs this season? Jacob Jenkins Cowart with fifteen. Yeah, I, I think so. What did he get? What thirteen last, last year? He hit 13, thirteen bombs. See, I think he's probably going to be right around there, um, but he'll probably get a little bit more. I just, I don't know. I, I just think he's like a really good line drive kind of gap hitter as well. He's not just like a swing for the fences guy, even though he totally can do it. On that note, he had sixty five RBIs last year. I'm putting his over under this year at sixty nine and a half. Can he get five more? I'm going to go under. All right. But he will bat in the middle of the lineup, and he'll have opportunities, certainly. It's just kind of a product of who's going to get on ahead of him, and I think that'll be a, a little bit of a question, I guess. Well, I have an answer. Lane Hoover's going to get on ahead of him. Will Lane Hoover have over or under 14 and a half stolen bases this year? Last year, he was 12 of 19. I'm going to say under. All right. I like that you're not just saying over for everything. Yeah, I for just honestly, like so, I got my first you know Phil watching them last year, and they just didn't seem like a team that was really going to press their luck on the bases. I think they're really just conscious of not making outs out there. You know, I think they run, but they run in smart situations. All right, so you think so? You had under Jacob Jenkins Coward at sixty nine and a half. You he'll get to the 60s yeah probably. i think so for sure how about hoover uh who you think he'll be the leader in steals last year world was 10 out of 10 other than that agnos nine out of nine jacob jenkins coward had six stolen bases uh they just don't do it that often you think hoover will lead the team i think so yeah, yeah. i mean he gets on base enough to do it as well and he's, he's pretty quick all right um this is wins is such a bad stat in baseball <laughs> Uh, last year's wins leader was Carter Spivey at a sparkling 8 0. Uh, Mayhew had six. Sailor had six. Josh Gross had four. Ryder had four. Uh, five for Danny Beal. Uh, how many wins will the wins leader, will the, 
What am I trying to ask? Yeah, like who who's going to have the most wins from them, the pitching staff? Well, I'm asking for a number. What will that number be for the wins leader on the team? I over think, or under nine and a half. I was <laughs> I was just going to say it might be nine. I'll, I'll go I'll go over for one person because last year was funky because just the way they used that the pitching staff it was so many just everyone had an opportunity I think and to get wins you know they just had a bullpen essentially last year. Who like, will have the most wins outside of Carter Spivey? Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling Josh Gross, or it, I guess if he, you know, has the opportunity to, to stay in the rotation and, and keep pitching. Um, yeah, because you know, outside of Carter Spivey, it can kind of go anywhere. I think Garrett Saylor, you know, if he keeps yep. getting the opportunities, he's he could be right up there as well. Um, <laughs> he's just a guy who just gets the ball a ton in, in tight situations, and those are the guys that get the wins. Thirty nine appearances last year for Saylor. I'm putting his over under at thirty six and a half this year. Uh, ooh, I like that number. <laughs> um, I might go over on this. Um, it, it's tough though. Like I want to say thirty six because I, I was honestly thinking like mid thirties for him. I don't know if they want to use him exactly that much. I feel like there were times where he pitched like every day for two weeks straight, and I don't know if they want to do that again. But he certainly has the ability to do that. So, and you just know if it's a tight game at all, he's going to be you know one of the first guy out there to not only stop a rally but he can extend he can give you innings yeah he can so. be a multi-inning guy for you so yeah I, I like that all right uh josh gross's numbers we you know we're kind of waiting maybe on a breakout year for him um so he had a era at five six five he was four and five uh but he had 61 strikeouts in 25 appearances mm-hmm. so the, the those numbers were up i might have went too high here but now he's going to be a starter so he's going to have uh, his appearances, his innings, 77 and a half strikeouts. I'm going to go under. Okay. Um, I really like his stuff. I think it's pretty electric. For whatever reason, he gave up a lot of home runs last year. Um, and maybe maybe he kind of learned from that. Maybe he just kind of could find some way to miss some more bats this year. Um, but I think that's still a lot of strikeouts to ask for. 61 last year. The team leader was Sailor at 108. Uh, C.J. Mayhew had 75, Carter Spivey 76. So I put Gross at 77 and a half. You're going to go under. Mm-hmm. He might get in the 70s, though. I think it's entirely possible. He's just got to miss some more bats this year. All right. If y'all want to throw any more out there like John did with over under 200 bunts, feel free. Uh, how about the star man, Jacob Starling? <laughs> over under, as I told Cliff Godwin yesterday, he has a flair for the dramatic, it seems. Uh, over under nine and a half home runs for the Pirates second baseman. I'm going to say under, but he did really surprise me with some pop in his bat. And he had some clutch home runs, big hits. I'm just going to say under because I think there's a, a chance that he might like platoon a little bit. Maybe, yeah. But at, at, I, I don't know. I think, I, I don't know. Maybe this is one of those gut things. I, I don't know. I feel like he's going to have a monster year. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, he has the ability to do so, and also, like as I just said that, I just kind of also remembered how left-handed heavy they are, yeah. and he just offers like a bat from the right side, and that's just super valuable when you got you know potentially seven, eight guys hitting from the left side. All right, uh, Josh Moylan, we know he can do it. We know he can provide some pop. He had a a big one to get things going in that win over Virginia in that uh, epic Saturday night game. Um, but let's talk about his average last year. He was at 222, 221 okay. for the year. I, I I took a big leap here. Let me see what he was the previous year. He had a really great 
first year, if I remember correctly. I put him at 275 over under. I'm going to say under. But I don't think that's a, a knock on him at all. I think he can hit in the 260s, 270s, and still have a phenomenally productive year because he he does take some walks and he's really selective, and he hits the ball hard. So um, I think he's going to have a much better year this year. Uh, he was 310 in 2021. Wow! So it, it took a massive drop. We knew about his struggles, but uh, you know, still provided some big hits, and he's going to be he's going to be counted on this year for sure from and, uh, game one and he was saying at media day he he worked with a sports psychologist in the offseason which i thought was really interesting and i think you know if he can kind of get just a good outlook about this game the sky's the limit for him he's, he's really talented uh jansen that's a good one we'll get to that one in a moment i got a couple more trey is savage wins uh over under five and a half over okay i think that i'm he's probably one of the most uh, excited i am about just to see what he can do Me especially too. if he's you know, in the starting rotation. I mean, oh my goodness. Almost. So who will have the most strikeouts for ECU this year as a pitcher? Um, I think Sailor's got to be up there too, but your Savage probably has the best just pure stuff. I mean, yeah. if he gets the innings and opportunities, I don't think anyone can catch him. But also, I mean, who knows if, you know, what his role, I guess, will be, you know, throughout the whole season. But Yeah, I mean, we're going to see this rotation change mm-hmm. at some point for, for sure. one reason or another. It always does uh cliff godwin ejections over under one and a half over wow easy oh yeah i say he's got two in them yeah that's pretty pretty safe yeah we might get one this first weekend we might i mean there was some times last year i mean it's just what baseball managers do that's just like a tool in their belt right just to go scream at someone for a little bit to try to inject some energy so um so it's definitely one it's just a matter of if you'll get that second one mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're one's like a free space yeah and i think especially if his you know knees feeling good i mean he might feel good to you know jog down there so yeah i'm going over all right over one and a half jansen says over under one and a half players reprimanded by umpires for prop use during celebrations <laughs> that's a good one like it is you know the rule but man you're in a a big ball game you had a three-run home run and you kind of lose focus you know you yeah you, you lose focus for a minute um so what do you got over under i'm gonna say it happens one time one time yep because so I, I think under i think cliff is gonna be pretty on it because yeah. he's just gonna say you know you got have all the fun you want but just don't you know hurt the team for it i think what he should do though because we asked him yesterday you know what's the punishment he said you get a warning and then the second time it happens the player I guess bringing the foreign object onto the field out of the dugout will be ejected. So, so is that like per game? So you can just mess around once per game, or is it like a season? See, Patrick, that's why you're the newspaper guy, the newsman. Yeah, I you ask the good questions. Well, I, <laughs> yeah, I guess it'll maybe we'll have to ask because I, I think it. If you could just do it once a game and get a warning, why not do it once a game? I'm thinking once a game. Then I guess you could do that every, maybe bring but it out I, after I, every home run and I don't say, know whoops, sure. there's our warning. But what you got to do, you've got to have a guy who is not going to play for sure that you know of. Um, maybe the guy tracking pitches or something. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. bring out the, the sledgehammer. And get him out there just in case it is seen by the umps. They can throw him out and Yeah, then no you'll, you'll be foul. good. Uh, but that is a good question. All right. Uh, fun exercise, Patrick. I have your uh, – will you please sign that for me? Yep. So um, For gonna, sure. And we hold your feet to the fire on these. <laughs> we're going to review them and either criticize or celebrate. I drew an X for some reason. I'm not sure why. <laughs> <laughs> 
Just in case you were wondering where the signature started, you know. X Patrick. I'm in baseball mode. I, I like just finished all the baseball preview stuff for the paper, and I'm just I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. All right, you'll be there this uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm yep. looking forward to being out there Saturday and Sunday. Going to miss the opener. We'll have live updates uh, right here, Pirate Radio. Let's hope for good weather, right? Yeah, uh, rooting for that coming up uh, this weekend. Steven Igo will be there as well, and he will join us next. Patrick, thank you for hanging out. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. Enjoy the soup. <laughs> Hot soup. Hot Patrick soup. Mason joining us. Here on Pirate Radio Live, Stephen Igo joins us kickoff hour number three after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Order Jersey Mike subs on the mobile app and get delivery right to your home. Or save time and order ahead to skip the line to pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike's sub location. Jersey Mike's, a sub above. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All righty. Thanks, Charlie Rhodes. The Chan Man, Chandler Honeycutt here on a Wednesday. And Stephen Iga joining us inside the Pirate Radio Studios, gearing up for baseball. Talk some hoops as well. And uh, Iga, welcome in. It's good to be here. Uh, I go. I know you, uh, like everyone, respected Jeff and had the kind of cool deal that I had, too, where you grow up and he's one of your heroes, legend, icon, and then you, you say never meet your heroes. Jeff was a good one to meet because he was such a great guy. And uh, to have sports talks with him, I know you've had – countless ones of those over the years and uh, talking about pirates talking about probably mariners and all kinds of stuff and uh uh just your i don't know, I hadn't talked to you uh on the air since then so mm-hmm. just kind of uh your memories of the voice yeah i mean I, I got a lot it's just you know you start with the the type of person he was because you know growing up in greenville parents were huge ecu fans so like always listened to him growing up and you know, you always have the perception of somebody as a as a professional with what they do, but then when you meet them, you know, you kind of don't know what to expect. Uh, like, is this guy going to be a jerk? He's, you know, he's kind of famous in this area, and, and he was the complete opposite of that. I mean, he was always uh, welcoming, open arms, uh, always had advice, always would talk about any random thing you want to talk about, sports-related or otherwise. And, yeah, just uh, still can't really believe it, I think, when we walk inside Menji's later, I've said all week it, it's really going to hit me because uh, you always see him pregame, you know, behind the scenes getting ready. He's always in his chair, you know, hour before tip off and doing his thing. Kind of like you were saying, like basketball is kind of what I really associate him with because all the road games, you know, whether it be live stream or just listen to the radio, always listen to his call more times than not especially like some of the random games over the years before ESPN plus televised everything. And, you know, just all the, the phrases, uh, he would use house of horrors, <laughs> house of horrors, uh, airborne and good for every free throw to the that, line, to that, the line. Yeah. That went in, uh, 
nothing but the bottom of the net, touched every part of the rim, uh, and in stop, and out, pop. in and stop, out, <laughs> stop, pop. So, like, uh, I just, lo- I, I always thought basketball was what he was, you know, rimming he, out. Yeah, he was just great at basketball. I <laughs> we mean, had a lot of shots rim out <laughs> over the years. Plenty, plenty of missed shots that he called, uh, plenty of terrible basketball performances, and obviously the great ones. Y'all went back and listened to y'all's show from yesterday this morning. and Those hoops ones were cool. Yeah, those were awesome, man. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's still, you know, it's it's hard to fathom. Um, and, you know, my dad, I shared this story on the podcast, but he, he would be, you know, one of the guys that would go to the games with their portable radio and listen to the to the games and as a kid i was like well you know why do you do that you're already at the game like once you take in the game and then like as you get older you understand why he did that because jeff charles was that good and he added that much to you know watching the game obviously you see it one way but him calling it adds another factor to it so he will certainly be missed but as many have said uh you know we'll always remember him for you know the legacy he leaves Chandler, you told me a story off the air. You tell me a lot of good stories off air. You should start bringing them on air, and I'm going to force you to tell that story right now. Well, I mean, growing up, my parents were – my dad's a graduate of 91 here from ECU, and I grew up going to football games and uh, listening to Jeff at at the tailgate lots at Elmhurst uh, on his pregame show. That's really when we knew we needed to head into the game, and I always hated – you know, being at the games was awesome, uh, but you didn't get to listen to Jeff. And I I noticed there was this one guy – a couple of rows in front of us in section 15 that always had these headbuds in and i remember asking my dad i was like hey what is he listening to and my dad's probably and my dad was like he's probably listening to jeff like he's probably listening to the game and then at that point a light bulb went off in my head and i made my parents get me a portable radio so i started listening to jeff and then i had people asking me all right who's hurt and i'd say all right Khalif mitchell's ankles hurt he's questionable to return all right, Marty Fuhrer is saying that such and such guy is out for the rest of the game. So I had people asking me. So I was like the go-to guy to say, all right, how's this guy? What's the what's the update on this guy? But the biggest thing I wanted to get it was to be able to listen to Jeff. And, um, I, you know, the play would happen. And me being wanting to be a play-by-play guy at some point, it was cool to see a play happen. And then I wanted to see how Jeff painted that picture. So that was a really cool way of uh, kind of learning his learning his way of uh, play by play. It's just it's not going to be close to the same ever again. No. And all those times that uh, Shirley and I would ride together uh, to games to go sit in the press box, or this past year, Chandler, you and I riding together to go uh, watch the game before we had to get back here for the fifth quarter. So we'd leave after the pregame. By the time we get in your car, it was Jeff Charles with the kickoff, yep. the crowd in the background, and you just always look forward to that. You always know it's going to be there, and like it's not now, and it's uh, that's the thing that hurts the most. Tonight, leaving the game, I, I loved uh, Jeff's interviews with the players. See, he really, really enjoyed uh, those guys and uh, getting to know Ezra, getting because he would slip in a non-basketball question every now and then but uh yeah just uh definitely won't be the same you mentioned you know and i was giving you a hard time while you left the smu game early and it turned out you know you you ended up here and his his what last call as far as basketball which yeah. is, is pretty surreal and you know obviously it was a, a great thing looking back on it for you to be able to to listen to that because that was uh a great moment for you know for what now is a, a tough reason but you know something you can always remember for sure i meant i meant to tell patrick i'll tell you Stephen. i will be leaving tonight's game a couple minutes early to go over to aj's for some okay. trivia. 
<laughs> Unless it's, you know, tied with a minute left. What if the Pirates are up by three with a minute left? Mm, up by three. One possession game. One minute left. I'll stay. I'll probably, if they get fouled with 42 seconds, hit that free. No, nah, I'm going to have to stay longer. than. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be around five one way or the other. Okay. For me to, to head out tonight. What if we get overtime? <clears throat> I'm there. What was, uh, there was a Wednesday game earlier this year. Did it go to OT? Or did it, because I'm trying to remember, I got the trivia really late. It either went to OT or it was just a long game with a lot of fouls at the end. But anyway, yeah, I'll stick it out if it's close. But uh, I hope it's close. Yeah. Last time they played this team, it wasn't close. It was, which they hit, what, 10 or 11 threes in the first half. That was just a. And then came out and hit like three to start the set. I was like, all right, they're going to cool off. Maybe we can make a run. No. Immediately, Which Cincinnati historically plays. I mean, they always kick ECU's tail at home, and then they come here and they usually struggle to a win, so or lose. So I, I'm expecting a competitive game tonight. You know, I don't. I'm not going to say ECU's going to win the game, but just given everything surrounding the game, I think ECU will have an inspired effort. Um, I think the crowd will be into it, trying to will them. So you just hope they get off to a good start. You know, I feel like it'll be a pretty good crowd. I don't know exactly what to expect. It's still a Wednesday night, but, you know, pretty marquee opponent. Last time Cincinnati will be, be here for basketball, maybe ever. So uh, show up to Minji's if you got nothing going on. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Last time uh, we'll see these guys in here. And uh, I go keep going back to it. We've got upsets, uh, potential upsets on the schedule. It's got to happen in one of these next three games. It's going to happen. Will it be tonight? Will it be the ultimate shocker against Houston or perhaps uh, the home finale against Tulane? One of those is going to be a win. Yeah, I, I feel good about one of them being a win, too. It's just ECU is going to be probably double-digit dogs uh, in, in the other two. Uh, tonight, what are they, nine and a half, yeah. close to double digits? The other issue is you're facing really experienced teams. I mean, Cincinnati's guard play is is top-notch. Um, you know, their big guy is questionable for tonight, the Victor Locken guy. But, I mean, if they're hitting their threes, they're nearly impossible to beat. So, they got four or five guys who can make them. ECU's got to find a way to not let them get off to such a scorching start. And maybe, you know, being on the road in an unfamiliar environment will, will help ECU to that extent because they seem to really shoot well at home. But, um yeah, I think Houston's just too good at the end of the day. And then Tulane, I think, is gettable at home. But Cincinnati and Tulane are top four or five teams in the league. So it's just you're going to have to play really well. And East going to have to hit shots to win, too. Pete, our guy Peter Foot, the foot soldier, checking in, who is a statistician uh, of some sorts for the ECU basketball. Uh, says i stood there with the players after games this season it was incredible to see how much he cared about the players it seemed like it was more than basketball um peter also added the temple game was on a wednesday that we lost by two and that was probably the one that just went a long time and was a close game the one i was thinking had a bunch of free throws that were missed i I did Ah, see uh, a bunch of missed I think they're going to have pregame shirts uh, as they warm up, kind of honoring Jeff Charles. So, um, with the voice on the back and kind of their number and just JC on the front. So, that'll be uh, that'll be cool. Also, uh, there will be a halftime, I guess, video tribute to yeah. Jeff Charles. So, people will want to uh, stay in their seats and uh, check that out coming up tonight 
as well um and i i asked si about this i go do you i mean have you heard from any coaches players or because they were around when tragedy struck on friday right Right. so like have you talked to anybody or secondhand anybody about their mindset and everything i've talked to a couple people on the bus but not coaches or or players you know i I really just didn't want to you know i just felt like it it wasn't right to go there i know um and but it's it's a fair i mean it's a fair question i've had a lot of fans ask me the same thing because you know it did happen in front of the entire travel party including many members of the team if not the entire team and the coaches so yeah i mean you you just don't see that happen in person and just move on from it within four days so i think uh it's fair to question what their state of mind is going to be tonight i mean that's not being negative that's just the reality so um hopefully motivation i think it'll certainly be there hopefully it plays to ecu's advantage uh the emotions of tonight you know it can definitely be a detriment too if you can't handle your emotions so um but it's it's certainly a factor i think it's it's fair to to say that for sure and um you know it'll be it's going to be a uh quite a night in Minji's, i think yeah sometimes we see these things in sports the uh the brett Favre game after mm-hmm. his father died where he was throwing passes that would have been intercepted every other right. game he ever played and they would fall through the hands of the defender that was still the most amazing game <laughs> i've seen live i think yeah uh he was just up there chunking it man it was just like just it would go through to was yeah. it like the, it was the raiders, raiders i think okay. yeah two defenders hands into the guy's arms but uh yeah we've seen these these kinds of things in sports it would be awesome to see the pirates put one together tonight uh for the voice and you know win or lose they're gonna be playing hard for themselves the coach the school uh but certainly jeff charles i know these guys and even past guys too it's been really cool i go just off the top of my head uh trayvon brown uh even brandon suggs who left the program Mm -hmm. talked about how nice jeff was to him and his family um i've shared exchanged words with akeem richmond and uh james legan over the last couple of nights and uh hold nailers obviously but players from uh all different years all different decades talking about the voice and uh their relationship with them and how much they uh they thought of them yeah i mean i think when everybody comes here as a coach or as a student athlete you you kind of realize his legacy pretty quickly i mean even you know from our perspective like you know we we've interviewed a lot of guys guys who go into the nfl or nfl players uh high level coaches but you know when i had the chance to talk to jeff charles i still remember like i've been starstruck by a couple people and jeff charles was one of them when i first entered the business just because of his stature and like i remember being starstruck in a cam newton press conference when i was covering the panthers and i remember being starstruck seeing jeff charles and like that's to me that's the level he was at uh for as somebody who grew up yeah. know, as a is a ecu fan so. not only is he he's got the physical stature yeah. but he just has that presence the voice is mm-hmm. the same one you hear 100%. calling all your favorite highlights when he talks to you in person yep so uh, like it's it's right there in front of you man. he's got the same pronunciations i mean he obviously kicks it to another notch on the air but really yeah. not that much i mean he kind of carries himself in uh, in real conversation as he does uh you know when he was on there i was talking to brian medor last night and he mentioned that if you called jeff and got the voicemail it's hi you reached <laughs> jeff charles like it's he's right. doing a damn game on his voicemail 
and it was uh it's awesome all right let's take a break we'll come back uh talk pirate baseball let's do it look at some other stuff going on around the sports world here on a wednesday edition of pirate radio live back with you after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Russell's Clothing in downtown Washington has everything you need for game day or any other day for men and women. Whether it's dress, casual, or even a formal occasion, Russell's has you covered. Russell's has served Eastern North Carolina and beyond for 40 years with quality clothing and personal service. Russell's Clothing on Main Street in downtown Washington. Pirates supporting pirates. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. I go had some good uh, Jeff Charles go-to basketball calls. A football one. Chandler and I were talking about during the break. A sack of the opposing quarterback. And he's going down. He's going down. Uh, the the other it. one is, uh, and there's the handoff, and he is going nowhere. Nowhere. And he's blown up a big-time hit. Man. Good stuff. It's the good stuff, man. Hey, man, that's the good stuff. <laughs> Steven, you know that women's basketball is making waves when it's a conversation point at a Super Bowl party, as it was on Sunday was night. It? Oh, were you not involved? I was not involved in this conversation. <laughs> it must have been me and Ronnie and Wags, I guess. But I was even... probably chasing my kid around. Yeah, hey man, great to hang out with Slater. Yeah, he's get some bonding time yeah, with he him. Said, "What's up?" Yep. He uh, he was a reg- he was like just checking the scene, making yeah. sure nobody was messing up anything. He was pretty calm compared to some of the other kids in attendance. Yeah, that's got to make you proud. Yeah, he's. I mean, granted, he's only got so much athletic uh, ability. He's got his walk down. That's yeah, he's good. got his walk down. He's only 18 months old. He can, he can climb pretty good. He's not much of a jumper yet. Uh, fun to hang out with him. But no, we were talking about how we I even brought up that South Florida lost, and we were like talking about women's basketball standings. I, I want to say I mean, that's the first time ever. ECU is, <laughs> as of today, if the regular season fast-forwarded, they would be three wins away from the NCAA tournament. Which, by the way, because they'd get a bye yep. in the comp- uh, you said we can't start looking at brackets till next week, next Wednesday. So next Wednesday, we'll do a, a look at the women's and men's conference tournament bracket and talk the, about uh, the Dickies Arena action that'll be going on. The weird thing about the women's schedule is they they have their bye week after the regular season finale for them, so they have a long break between uh, that and the conference tournament. Whereas like the teams they're chasing or right around them, a lot of them are playing two games after ecu plays on the 25th it's, it's a really weird setup so they play at tulane the 25th and then they won't play again so the tournament starts monday march 6th but likely for them might not be playing tuesday, until march tuesday 7th. uh so yeah that would be a long layoff uh but kim mcneil's team playing well uh, they will be on the road tonight at cincinnati the houston game if they can take care of business the next two at cincinnati which i think is in last in the conference or near there uh, and then they take on UCF, another bottom tier team this year. And again, nothing's ever 
no matter no matter the sport for ECU, yeah. uh, nothing's ever guaranteed. But if they can take care of business, Houston is ahead of them uh, in the standings for second place. So you would think if they can take care of business and beat Houston, they would sit in a very good spot for second. That would be next Wednesday, six o'clock in Menjis. Uh, Mark uh, Lindsay big yeah. ball game special. There. I might just wrap up this show and go straight over there. There you go. I go will be in Menjis tonight. I go will be at Clark LeClaire Stadium coming up this weekend as East Carolina begins their baseball season. You've had your preseason chat with Cliff Gowen. You had your uh, podcast with Wags and uh, the Reds guy. <laughs> the Reds, yeah, Scott. Scott. Yep. Uh, the other night and uh gearing up ready to go i go what's your uh overall take on the 2023 pirates i, I like this team i've been now out there to see them scrimmage two times i believe maybe three times uh this preseason and i, I really like the way they just kind of go about their business uh there, there's there seems to be real intent i sound like cliff goblin but like it just seems like they're there's not much messing around like everything is so serious and competitive and um you just see a lot of good things like there's not many giveaway at bats uh in terms of like guys just aren't up there like swinging at the first pitch to to get practice over with there's not many the pitchers aren't just throwing fastballs right down the pipe like everything is competitive like a real game like there's intense at everything and uh, you see a lot of high-level baseball when these guys, you know, just for instance, like the, basically what I think is the starting lineup. Um, on Which, m- by m- the way, we got to uh, do our starting. We always do this before. That's the fine. Year. I, just put so, up my, I put out my article, so I can just reference that. Hmm, no. um, but, you know, th- the starters lost to the the backups on Monday. It was on, I think, a six or seven-inch scrimmage from what I saw. And, the, the you know, the quote-unquote backup is beating pretty good. I mean, there's just there's a lot of depth and talent on this team. There's a lot of arms. I love the rotation, how it sets up on paper. You know, when's the last time ECU had a Sunday guy who could throw 93 to 95 miles per hour like Josh Gross? Uh, yeah, Savage has been their best pitcher, I think, this offseason, especially this preseason. You know, if he can – if he takes his strike-throwing ability from this preseason into the season, he's going to be – tough to keep out of the friday night roll because when you're throwing 93 94 with three different pitches to go with that and command that's almost uh that's tough to hit man i'm looking forward to seeing you know just savage and grows uh saturday sunday i but i still miss tyler smith just going out there on sunday throwing yeah. five innings giving up three runs like you know what you you're, know gonna what you're get gonna get every single mm-hmm. game uh but no you will be uh it will be interesting to see what Groves does kind of looking for him to maybe have a breakout year and as patrick mason talked about last hour trey savage uh contender to lead the team in strikeouts this year depending on yeah. appearances starts things like that they have so many guys that they're like 90 to 92 out of the bullpen if not if not harder so a lot of velo a lot of stuff it's just a matter of how it's going to all work out but we, we know sailor's going to be that guy and it's just a matter of you know who else is going to earn the trust of their coaches early in the season to where they can become, you know, options two, three, four, five out of the bullpen. All right. Well, let's uh, name the starters and the lineup. So, Cliff Godwin. Oh, by the way, um, Aaron Fitz said Friday, I was like, all right, who's uh, a non obvious guy that could be an All American at the end of the year? 
he said ryan mccrystal I, I told you that sunday and you said you know wilcoxon's been looking really good yeah both of them behind the dish um and wilcoxon will start according to cliff godwin coming up on friday behind the plate josh moylan at first jacob starling at second yeah who's starting at short that that could go either way between barini and chrisman uh austin chrisman or excuse me nate chrisman austin chrisman is a former ecu pitcher um i i put barini in my projection shack yeah i honestly don't know i mean uh, chrisman started monday when i was out there and so it just depends probably on matchup these few days of practices um i think we see both this weekend yeah i think we'll see both start a game this weekend i'll I'll go brini just because he's the older guy but neither neither way would would surprise me a mac at third hoover and left jenkins coward in center who's in right uh right now i have carter cunningham starting in right field um you know shortstop dh and right field are the only ones that i'm not 100 percent sure about but i would say cunningham is the favorite based on what i've seen cunningham entered the portal and took a u-turn right yeah he decided to come back he's had a really good off season he's gone no batting gloves uh this preseason when i've been out there he's hit the ball well so you know he he's got potential scouts love his his power his speed his size um but then you got nowak and riley johnson who can also run and play defense so it's just a matter of where they want to go Who's your favorite all-time non-batting gloves guy? Uh, Mark Grace comes to mind for me. Who else was a non-batting gloves guy? Non-batting gloves guy. Was Albert Bell a non-batting gloves guy? Uh, I might be getting that wrong. When I was growing up, I feel like Harrison Eldridge for ECU didn't hit with batting gloves. (laughs) This is a throwback. Um, uh, Who didn't hit with batting gloves in the MLB, though? Nah, Albert Bell had batting gloves. Uh, if you could think of a good one, let us know. All right, uh, DH, I go on Friday. This is uh, this is a toss up to me. I went with freshman. Um, I went with one of the freshmen, and I'm blanking on his name. And I just wrote not it down. Dixon. No, not oh, Dixon. the uh, first baseman guy. Yes, power hitter, right handed guy, uh, 35. I don't know why I can't think of his name. I got it in the article I wrote today. Um, Burgess, Cam Burgess, out of South Brunswick and he's dh for both teams for multiple scrimmages i've been out there part of that is because he's more of a hitter than a, a defender right now but you're righty he's a righty and okay. so you know you you got you got all sorts of options here if mccrystal's not healthy which i'm yeah you know, i don't have my lineup based on what cliff said yesterday but he could dh uh burgess could dh cam Clonch could dh will yeah. coxon could dh if mccrystal's catching um dixon williams could dh you know i wouldn't you rule, mention riley yeah i wouldn't rule out riley riley johnson or uh luke nowak if they want to go speed so like they have like seven guys who could theoretically dh all right well, but i'm going burgess because he's he's hit the ball well when i've been out there as uh all right we've got that filled out now let's go one through nine real quick i go cliff godwin Are loves you filling this out as Cliff Brock or Cliff Goblin? Because I did mine. I'm filling this out as uh, Pirate Radio Live with Cliff Brock featuring Steven Iga. So you're not pretending to be Cliff Goblin as you fill it out? No. Uh, well, I pretended like, what would Cliff do? That's how I like. I'm trying to guess the lineup. My feature. Okay, all right. My feature is project the you lineup. You tell me what we're doing. Project the lineup okay. is what we're doing. We're projecting the lineup. So, like, we're supposed to guess what Cliff is. I just want to get it right so I can give Cliff. 
You know he's not going to oh, no, what you said. Did you hear us yesterday? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he loves an untraditional leadoff guy. So does that mean Jacob Jenkins Coward's leading off? I think J- JC's leading off. <laughs> I mean, he's led off when I've been out there. Okay. And maybe they're just trying it out, but it just, it just feels like it. We love a Lane Hoover two-hole here yeah, at ECU. I think that's a slam dunk. Man. Okay. All right. I think I think the top two I feel really good about. All right. Now, he could if he throws a curveball and goes Hoover leadoff, that could change the whole thing. But I think JJC is leading off. Now, from here on is where I just don't know. I'm going to go – you want to go AMAC hitting third? Where do you got AMAC in the lineup? I'm going to go by you. You know more. You've been I, there. So, my gut feeling is either – so in my projection, I've got Will Cox in third and Starling fourth, but Ooh. I can see it the other way around. Okay, we know that he Starman. He uh, he doesn't. I think Agnos hit four hole last year to begin the year. Like he doesn't mind putting a non like power guy in the four hole. Turner Brown's hit there. I, I think, was gonna say who's the shortstop that used yeah, to hit. Lane Hoover's hit in the four hole before, so. To me, he Ryder? loves the Ryder. Ryder I think Ryder may have hit there. <laughs> he loves breaking up his big boppers uh, with with kind of like somebody who would be considered somewhat of a. Well, um, I would say Starling's got pop. Like he definitely does. I mean, yeah. he's just not like you know, like you would you would think Amac or Moylan as yeah. big guys, big physical presences would be more that traditional mold. But I think Cliff just kind of doesn't really care for that well we got some boppers still to place here five six seven eight nine so amac moylan who are you going at five at five uh i went who did i put at five i think i, I think i put amac at i was five. gonna pull up your article i always go to the board like how do i find just your yeah i got amac at five all right amac five I mean, but you can do your own lineup too you don't have to just follow mine i felt like you're just following mine i am because six hole, I guarantee you, who I have in the six hole is not who you're putting in the six hole. All right, I'm going Jay, Jacob Jenkins, Coward, Hoover, Amac third, uh, Moylan fourth, uh, Wilcoxon, Starling. Then you got Burgess, Cunningham, Shack, left. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, give me. Let's see, Burgess, Cunningham, Barini. So I'll go Burgess, Cunningham, Bur- Barini. Burgess, CC, Shaq. CC, Sabathia. To close out mine. All right, so batting sixth for Stephen Igo in the head of Cliff Godwin. Shaq. I mean, I think what you're doing is you, you're going complete Godwin mode here. Yeah, it's just I, crazy. <laughs> Look, look, it's called projecting ECU's opening day lineup. So I'm trying to project as Cliff Goblin in his office, like writing down. Now I got to click on an article and see your face talking. I mean, come on. Would you man. rather it be some random CBS Sports HQ guy? Fair enough. Would All you right. rather it be Red's guy, Wags, and myself? <laughs> uh, I like it. I like it. All right. Uh, hitting seventh for the Pirates will be hitting seventh. I have Joshua Moylan. All right. I think uh, it, that's a good bet to have that late. In the I, you know, he's the guy who could hit anywhere from three to three to eight. We were talking about his uh, numbers with the over under with Mason earlier, and I had Moylan at two seventy five, which I was like, is that too much of a leap? He hit I think three fair. ten. Was it three ten two mm-hmm. years ago? 
uh before uh, the struggles last year all right eight and nine you got cunningham and you've got the freshman i got burgess eight and cunningham nine all right so there you go folks your ec lineup card you know and i i think it's if it were me i would have it similar to you um yeah i just i think that's it'll be something like that like he doesn't like traditionally putting you know kind of the high power but strikeout risk guys back to back like amac and moylan are at risk at, at times of striking out so I, I like kind of splitting them up but you never know man i mean he could roll out there and we could see chris minute short and dixon williams dh and too so i mean it could go either way every year there's a breakout guy uh, well, think about year, sorry to cut you off as a war last year but i was gonna say last year at this time we weren't even mentioning jacob jenkins coward carter swabby and they became two of the best sure. players on the yeah team. yeah which coward he was a freshman mm-hmm. uh so it could be one of these freshmen this year um i like Starman. i go i hope and and patrick <laughs> put a star by his name patrick said that there could be the potential of like a platoon situation I'm just hoping that he hits so well he can't be taken out of the lineup. But you do have Dixon Williams, right? They can play yeah. second. Uh, Barine, like Rasmussen, uh, Rasmussen, he hit a home run off Josh Gross. He he's the second. He's a left-handed hitting second baseman okay. slash third baseman who could play. So there could be a chance we could see him out of the lineup because there's other guys. But I don't know, man. If he puts it together, Cliff Godwin said some good things about him yesterday. I mentioned how he has the flair for the dramatic. Cliff Godwin says that's awesome, but we got to get him consistent. consistent yeah. Can he hit in the third inning of a five nothing game instead of like two outs bottom of the ninth? You know, you got to have him hidden. But I like Starling to break out this year. Yeah, I like Starling too. He went. He did something the other day that I haven't seen him do too much of. He went opposite field, burned the right fielder with a double and yesterday or not yesterday last year he showed more of his power to the pull side not that he's going to go out there and hit a bunch of opposite field home runs but he showed to me he can you know just be more than a pull hitter which he did at times last year so i like seeing that um my pick would be justin wilcoxon you know hit defensively he's blocked everything i've seen his uh his ability to throw down a second like his transfer and his throwdown has been money. You know, they rep that pretty much every inning. They take uh, BP during scrimmages or, you know, in between uh, innings. And quick transfer, puts it right on the money. And when it's like a tick off, he's very frustrated with himself. So you could tell he's worked a ton on that. I feel like his game has grown a lot. You know, and you mentioned this. I go, like, if, if everybody's healthy, you could see uh, Wilcoxon and McChrystal in the lineup. Yeah, I think they'll be in the lineup a lot together because ha- it's not like they don't have a third catcher. Nick DeLisi's a freshman. So if something happens to one of those guys, they could they could use DeLisi as a backup catcher. Because if you do DH your backup catcher, then theoretically, if A gets hurt, you put B in a catcher, you lose your DH. Right. And then we get to see Garrett Saylor hit, <laughs> uh, put his 500 batting average on the line. All right, uh, good stuff. That got me ready to go for this weekend. East I'm Carolina, excited. George Washington. Like I just, you know, we talk about all these guys, and I, there will be somebody who comes off the the bench this weekend, probably like a Riley Johnson or or Luke Nowak or Grass um, Musson, who ends up having a big hit in the coming weeks. Like we just see it so much with this program because they are so deep, and you know, it feels like there's there's multiple ways they can go. I just I, I like this team. The closer we get to the season. Um, 
you know, as long as they stay healthy and, you know, stay on the right path, I think they got a chance to be to be really good. Good stuff. Uh, follow Hoist the Colors, obviously. I go be out there this weekend. Pirate Radio will be as well. Uh, you know, I got one more segment. Yeah. We got to go. I got time. I mean, I'm just going straight to the arena. So. All right. Uh, as am I. Shirley, let's uh, make somebody a winner. What do you say? Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Hannah Manning's favorite player that did not wear batting gloves was Brandon Manning. Her lasting in Vladimir Guerrero. Ah, Moises Alou. Moises was a no batting gloves. A guy that I kept picturing in my head, and I Dale Murphy. I think so, but I have seen pictures of him wearing one batting glove. There oh, is okay. a, but I think for the most part he was a no batting gloves I, guy. I, I, I don't ever I remember, remember it. Yeah, the bat wiggle is what I emulated yeah. for a long, long time. But a guy that I pictured in my head, and I had to look him up, Evan Gaddis. Oh yeah, Evan Gaddis was a big no Braves guy. Astros. Uh, a guy that's I believe currently playing Matt Carpenter doesn't wear gloves. Was the freaky guy who's the outfielder for the uh, Giants? Oh, uh, Hunter Pence. 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 Was he a no batting gloves guy? Yeah, he went back and forth. All right. Uh, what are we giving away? What caller? A $10 gift card to Familia, and I'm caller six. All right. Caller six, 317-1250. We're back. Batting gloves free after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. To get the business services that are right for your business today, contact the team of experienced local bankers at First Bank. The team includes bankers you can trust like Ashley Capps, Lee Watson, Bonner Latham, Chris Richards, Josh Hooten, and Heath Nesbitt. First Bank, together with their customers, they're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. First Bank on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. And congratulations to Patrick Davis of Pine Tops. Picked up a $10 gift card to Familia. Familia is your place for great Italian food. Whether it's great New York-style pizzas, homemade meatballs, lasagna, chicken parm, or the delicious homemade desserts, Familia is a winning play every time. For dine-in or takeout, make Familia your go-to play when you have a hungry team. Familia on Fire Tower Road near Pitt Community College. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Kenny Curling says Pirates 68, Cincinnati 65 tonight in Minji's Coliseum. Man, that would be uh, awesome if that were the case. I get when you start talking about baseball, Pirate fans start pulling uh, these out. John Monroe earlier we were talking over under said over under 200 bunts for the pirates this year bunt attempts jack says will we bunt more and why will we bunt more so the bunt people are out before the season begins. we're going 200 bunt attempts or bunts i think he was just being i was gonna answer the question but all right uh 200 bunt attempts over really me counting slashes <laughs> good god all right, how many I games mean, are on this? 56 games. I think they get well over 200. If we're talking about showing the bunt, showing. slash, yeah, or just straight-up sacrifice, or just foul bunts. How many of those will uh, Lane Hoover attempt? Uh, 
70? Uh, all right, it's 56 games. He's at least attempting one. I mean, I would say 100 by lane alone. You're calling just flashing the bat and a yeah in this case an attempt yeah so yeah you might be Fake right blunt. after that all right um hoops tonight women's hoops on the road baseball on friday that's kind of where we are uh with athletics ongoing right now anything on the football front we should know about i go you're covering on hoist the colors uh it's fairly quiet right now it's a dead period for recruiting um kind of a game plan for spring practice period for the coaches they're kind of installing right now to approach or how they're going to approach the spring i I think it's going to be an interesting spring i I saw somebody post uh espn i can't remember what exactly it's called but basically their projections and they project ecu to be 95th nationally which is not very good uh based uh, upon the returning talent now a lot of that is returning experience and production which ecu has very little of but that makes sense (laughs) yeah i mean on paper i get it but i i I still think especially defensively i think they have the chance to be a lot better than they were last year um with the incoming talent i think they're going to be longer and faster who are you worried about replacing defensively Uh, defensively yeah offensively i think is a okay. legitimate question all right mark. i was only thinking about offense i guess um you know stringer and the corner or the big losses uh, yeah, malik. malik fleming i, I mean th- we don't have a guy on the team like jaquan mcmillan well he's been gone a couple of years which <laughs> is why the, the drop off mcmillan was so severe i hear you you're thinking that you know linebacker we could have an upgrade there yeah they're right. gonna have more speed and length at, at corner at linebacker yeah, you know, I wrote today in three things I know, three things I think. I think they'll give up some more rushing yards because they're going to be more built on speed and length. Hickman's a loss that you might have mentioned. Yeah, that I would but I think Chad concerned. Stevens is the starter there, so not a huge okay. loss, but definitely a depth loss. So, I mean, the whole D-line is pretty much back, though, so you, you feel good about that. I feel good about linebacker. You know, corner's a legitimate question mark, but I, I think the personnel they got coming in at corner – They'll have the ability with more size to play more man coverage. They've been uh, having to play a lot of zone at times due to having smaller cornerbacks. And uh, so I think that's something we could see differently. I'm trying to identify the jersey that Jonathan Wagner has hanging up. I know it. Oh, Steve Strasburg. Good job. Yeah. I go. I was going to mention you came out with uh, one of my favorite features, and I think uh, a lot of people would agree uh, on hoist the colors. Three things I know, three things I think. Um, honest answer here. Like, did you come up with this yourself? No, no. Okay, what is it from? Twenty four seven sports. I can't remember. I, it may have been the Miami site that started it, uh, but several years ago, basically one of our uh, managers, team site managers, was like, "Hey, this is a good feature. Yeah. Site X does." you know try to replicate this for your site so you do a great job with that well i appreciate it i mean i i just it, it's kind of uh cathartic because i get to write more of a column style hey here's what i feel good about here's what i think i feel good about and there's been times i've included three things i don't have any idea about um and so you know well if i if i have a bunch of thoughts i just want to write out because I enjoy writing stuff I'm passionate about, uh, I'll, I'll include that as well. Did you ever read uh, Peter King's Monday Morning Quarterback? Yes, every now and then. He used yeah. to have, like, things I think I think or something right. like that, he I remember? Would, and he would just go, you could tell he would be one of those guys who, 
would just go on and on. He wouldn't really yeah. have a specific format, so to so to say. But it reminded me of that. Yeah. Um, all right, good stuff. Thanks for hanging out, Stephen. Thanks for having me. Um, the Dominican Republic lineup looks insane for the for World, the World Baseball, Baseball Classic. Classic. That includes uh, your guy Julio from the Mariners. Yeah, I'm excited for some uh, World Baseball Classic. And uh, I believe excited for baseball. Looked it up on Sunday. That's going to be relative. Uh, Relative. relatively available on fox sports relatively one. available like i feel like everybody should pretty much be able to get that i think that's a major channel yeah. now yeah i just never watched I think it, readily available is what i meant yeah. to say but then when i said relatively available i made it sound like i meant mm-hmm. to say that that's because i was going to question you on it but then when you like made it sound like you meant to say it i was like does he know what he's saying or is he just going to play it off yeah i tried to play it off and i'm going to go ahead and admit that i made a mistake on a word all right anything else i i'm good man ready for the game ready for, ready to cover a, a sports event yeah it's been a while last time we were in Minji's, it was fun they were hitting shots i wasn't even there and it was fun well it's uh hopefully gonna be fun tonight all right we'll uh we'll talk to you next week steven i go hoist the colors joining us we'll take our final break come back get ready to wrap things up here on pirate radio live on a wednesday after this listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by bud light reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show welcome back it was a good day for the stock market the dow was up 38 points and closed at 34,128 the nasdaq was ahead 110 points at 12,070 and the S&P was up 11 at 4,147. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Cliff. All righty, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. I got a text from my mom. I guess she wants me to uh, say that it's Daryl Green's birthday. She loves some Daryl Green former hall of famer washington player former fastest man in the nfl great cornerback can we sing him happy birthday great dude and would wear would put these inside of his socks before a game and one more no something a type of uh a four-leaf clover food that has been discussed this week on the show soup <laughs> no, but that would be something. Hot boiling soup right down the leg. Um, Do you want to keep guessing? Let me to tell you. Uh, wait, a food that's been discussed this week, yeah, this week? on the show, been talked about. The, the, that dip, uh, it, 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 that Topia. Troy likes. Uh, the, the spanakopita. Spanakopita. No. Did he put spanakopita in there? Uh, Scott knows it. Tootsie rolls. We got a whole bag full of them in here. They would put Tootsie Rolls in his socks before the game. And uh, I remember a NFL Films video. He said it was a big one. It's a double Tootsie Roll day. And he had Jumbos in there. Why? I have no idea. Uh, But he was a great player. 
All right. Thank you to P Mace, Stephen Igo, Cy Seymour for joining us today. Thank all you folks for chiming in or for tuning in. We appreciate it. And we'll be back with you Thursday, 3 o'clock, on an all new edition of Pirate Radio Live. Going to play Name That Sound and uh, recap ECU Cincinnati for Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt. I'm Cliff Brock. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.